Wait. this episode of a live geek out loud we're doing emails we're doing snippets we're doing bonding we've got a new segment all this and more on your safe place to geek out this is the geek out loud podcast To Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of uh, GeekOutOnline.com. It's uh, like the points don't matter or something like that. Uh, the I'm, points don't matter. No, right. I like right. the Hunger Games. It we're doesn't your, matter. We're your safe place to geek out, and we are live tonight. I'm Steve. I'm Sean. Sean Phillips. Good to see you. Good to be here. Awesome. As you can see, we're in the same place at the same time tonight. It's not movie magic. It's not movie magic at all. This is not CGI. I am not a puppet. Are you a puppet? He's a puppet. I am a bit of a puppet. No, I'm not. What? Bat guy. Okay. That's really awkward. <laughs> For those of you who will be listening later on, just Derek. Glad I went to the neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, all I did. So welcome everyone. We are live, and you can interact with us tonight over at ustream.tv uh, forward slash geek dash out dash loud. Out yeah, and uh, there is a social stream there. There's a chat that doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem to be loading up. But the social stream via the Twitter is you can communicate with us on the You're Twitter. You're killing us by, by running that. You well, do I not need to do pop, that? Pop it out. Pop, pop it, it out. out. Pop out. And close that because that's close just killing this. our, our okay. bandwidth. Sorry. He's over here watching us. We're right. Well, I didn't mean to watch us. I was just trying to watch Look. the chat. We're here. Yes. Hey. We need to be there. Well, I mean, I was watching that, but at the same time, was trying to get the chat pulled up and everything. We're also interact with us also on the Twitter, twitter.com forward slash geek out loud. I'm excited because this is the first time you and I have done a, um, a geek out loud live yes. together. This is also, we tracked back the only time you and I have ever recorded alone together. Together? Well, alone. I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you not? You don't count Dragon Con. Well, Graham was in the room. Well, okay, he was in the room, right? But we, but were, he like, wasn't we were physically doing it. But this is still just. But he wasn't on the like, show. Okay, well, but this is still just you and I recording an episode. There just happens to be a camera pointed at us. There time. does, and I don't understand episode. the camera thing. I don't. Well, I mean, think of okay. Here, the here's camera adds like twenty pounds, and I want to know how many cameras you've got on me right 20 now. Pounds. <laughs> 
together, right? Well, I'm saying the camera. If the camera adds ten pounds, you've got like fifty on me right now, and I don't well, appreciate it's it. It's fine. It's fine. Can so, everybody hear us? Okay, are we coming in? Okay. If you're I listening to this at a later date, we are live. I don't know it's how to be a running gag the whole time. If you are listening, if you, to this yeah. At a if later you're checking date, us out at a later date, I really wish this chat situation would work out. Apparently, you stream. Dot TV is having a, a problem. Yeah, we're not getting our money's worth. Maybe we should have gone uh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. interact with us on the Twitter. That's at Geek Out Loud on, That's gonna on be the, the Twitter. Best way to hit us tonight. So I need you to can pull also up do the, our individual accounts. Sure, I'm at Steve Glosson. I'm at WD Russell. So there you go. Really easy to find. Really easy to get in touch with. Uh, we'd love to hear from you tonight during the shoe Except during we're the show. In great. Good. Awesome. You're coming in good. You're co- I, well. You know. It is. A little, uh, so. You didn't shave. So we're in Tupelo, Mississippi. Not that interesting. Birthplace of Elvis, I understand. The last 24 hours, every place we've passed has been, is that where Elvis was born? Is, it, is that where Elvis <laughs> was born? Is that where, I was just wondering. That's a gas station, Steve. Is that where he filled up his was first the, car? Didn't we see Graham's cousin today? <laughs> last night. Dude, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I, I have not. It's been a long time since I've stayed up as late as we did last night. Yeah, not me. I stay up that late all the time. I do not do that. We've I'm a late John, night. John, Tim Riggins on Mars. Tim Riggins. Who is Tim Riggins? You got to watch. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to all right. It. All John right. Carter. We went to see John Carter at the late, late show. Late show night. of John Carter uh, in 3D. Popping in your face. Popping in your face in a so, 3D. Are we jumping to the snippets right now? No, uh, okay, not at all. Let me just at least tell you this much. So I get the big thing of popcorn. You got a, you got a, you got like the Coliseum of popcorn. Well, I mean, it was like it's a, you'll save fifty cents. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna <laughs> save fifty cents. I'm getting the big thing. So I go and I get the, the large Coke and the large popcorn, which is ridiculous because it cost more than the 3D movie did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I don't remember. Yeah, it did. It was like tw- it was like seventy five more cents than what the actual ticket for the 3D movie was, and. In the middle of the movie, Stevie takes two handfuls into my popcorn, grabs it, throws it in the air, and starts pulling the Swedish <laughs> chef from, from Muppet's Muppet Manhattan. Manhattan. Like yeah. popping in your face in a three. I was so tired. I'd been up early that morning and uh, been busy all day, and then traveling, and then and then to be to be there watching the movie. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. It's been a great this. time. This Derek's a great host, and this is good. Um, we we've got a lot to cover, though. I think. We, it's, well, it went from we've got nothing. We're just going to do one because we're actually here, and we right, don't want right. to waste this opportunity. To now, we have a lot. Yeah. Well, one neat thing we did is we signed the review of Skynex in your Sci-Fi Now. We did. Um, for those of you who don't know, Skynex is a defunct podcast about a defunct television show called Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Well, I figured it was time we autographed And And Derek together. and I did this podcast. We framed that mother and, right um, there. And we were reviewed. Hey, look at that. We were reviewed in Sci-Fi Now. Now, is this... this Poorly. Isn't the, this isn't the same issue in which I was reviewed, is it? I don't remember that. I got reviewed by Sci-Fi Now. E.K.L. Loud did? Yeah. Because you called me and told me. And, like, I read it on the show a couple of times in different voices and stuff. I got two... I got it's two stars. I got two stars out of five, and you I said, "I said I was almost half perfect." And we got two stars. What do they say about us? <clears throat> and I read. Hold on. <laughs> and I read. Hold on. Everyone. Um, regrettably, there's little reason to listen to this podcast, even if you are an avid viewer of the new Terminator television show. Keep in mind, this came out in two thousand seven nine. Two thousand seven nine. All right, I think the date's covered up here. This is printed in England. Yes, it is a British science fiction mag. 
and uh, I think it was I think it was 09. It was, but it was 08 or 09. It? it doesn't matter. Well, I kind of care. Well, I mean, just Maybe read the right. read the review. Um, Start over. We, both hosts are so inept at keeping to the subject at hand. I agree with that. That it becomes a real chore trying to get through the entire episode. What's worse? Presenters Steve and Derek even chat about their personal lives and waste airtime doing impressions. I agree with that. Who do we impress? No, I... Um, no, I get it. Um, granted, once they get on topic, things do pick up. Mm-hmm. But if Skynex could cut out the frustratingly unnecessary talk and get to the point a hell of a lot quicker... I'm quoting. I did not say that. Right, quoting, right, right. Uh, then maybe they'd have a hit on their hands. Mm. Mm. Maybe we would have had a hit. Maybe we would have actually met Brian Austin Green... Interacted with some of the show's creators, you know. Maybe, maybe we know Metallo. Maybe if we would have done what they suggested, that show would have worked out. Geek Out Loud got a two and a half stars. They said that um, two and a half. I mean, sorry, two stars because oh, I was like, I was almost, I was almost half perfect. But we, but I had the fun with that. That's way back in the old classic. Harkens back to the old days. Of well, Geek it's Out transitional. Loud. <laughs> um, it's very transitional. Hey, uh, here we are. Uh, we're in it. We're in the thing. To win it. We're in the thing. I want to get serious for a second. Not no. too. Yeah, so we need to get serious for a second. April uh, is coming up, and April is. Oh, that's okay to get serious on. Thank you. But April is a an important month. <laughs> no, April is Autism Awareness Month, and um, toward the end of April, a good friend of the show, Kim Jordan, is going to be uh, participating in Walk Now for Autism Speaks. She does this every year, raises money. Um, the money that goes to Autism Speaks, which is an incredible charity uh, to go to help people with autism and, and people dealing with families dealing with um, with, with autism. Uh, it's a, you can donate. Kim has a, a goal of three thousand dollars or two thousand. It was twenty five. I think it. No, it's an even thousand something. Then it's so two. okay. Why don't I just click on the link? You could. Right um, uh, here, no, yeah, really not. No, we did that. Advanced. No, we're not that good. I didn't plan. Um, this out we've far. set up a we've set up a tiny URL for her uh, to make it easier to get to her. Um, I can't do two things at once. Get it to Multiple. make it easy to get to her. Um, her donation page Vamp, uh, at Autism Speaks, and I, no, I messed up. I left out a Y. Uh, it's tinyurl.com forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash KK Jordan. And it'll bring you to her. Her, her fundraising goal is $2,000. She's about uh, $900 away uh, at the moment from, from getting there. She's got 1080 raised, looking for 2000 We want to help her. Geek Out Loud has helped in the past, and we want to continue to help. Kim is an incredible help. She used to help with uh, 10th Wonder, with Starkville House of L. She's always been a big supporter of Geek Out Loud, and um, and she's one of our our special listeners. So how about help her out? Head over that way, tinyurl.com forward slash KK Jordan. Um, they I think they may have a minimum donation to give on the website, but there's a way you can send in money in her name and that sort of thing. So we get enough downloads that if everyone would would just do ten bucks, she would blow the, her two thousand dollar goal out of the water. So if you can help out in any way, it's a great cause. If you're not doing it through us, this goes right into Autism Speaks. N- n- money is not touching anyone's hands that have been mentioned. So so it's all good. It's a great charity. Help that out. Tinyurl.com forward slash KK Jordan. We'll try to have her on maybe for a little bit in April to talk a little bit more about 
autism awareness. Is this what it would be like if we actually had a radio show? Sure, why not? Okay. I mean, am I not good? We're going to be back in two minutes and two seconds. Coming we'll, up next, we've got Zeppelin. we got... <laughs> it's a two for Tuesday here on the Geek Out Loud. Two for Tuesday. Man, I always love some We're going to play the three-match game where we play three songs and you tell us what they've got in common. Call us Indeed. at 842-6783. Indeed. Are, are we still plugged in here? Just, are we still plugged in here with this? Uh, no, I unplugged that. You unplugged this? Yeah, do you want to plug back in? Yeah, we got to jump into some emails. Oh, okay. Well, I see, I unplugged it thinking you might like randomly hit something. Um, you don't trust my... You've obviously listened to the Big Honkin' Show before. Yeah, well, a few times. <laughs> you know my propensity to mess stuff up. Yeah, well, look what I did. I plugged you back in there. All right, are we good to go? We are good All to right, go. All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump into some email. Well, here we are, email section. First one, Derek, comes from our friend Jesse over at Star Wars Book Report. Did he paint your picture about Jesse. how it's supposed to be? <laughs> Jesse, paint your picture about how it's going to be. Um, he spelled your name wrong, first and foremost, on the email. Jesse cannot paint my picture. No, he can't even spell your name right, much less paint your picture. By now, you should know better. You should. <laughs> dreams are never free. Um, he says, uh, Derek and Steve. That was good. That was, that was good. That was great. <laughs> just the but now you should, I really yes, liked that. You did a great job. He coughed. <laughs> he coughed. <laughs> um, your movie magic discussion in the last couple of episodes has been great. Once again, we're now on eight weeks uh, of a discussion eight. of... Oh, it's only been like three episodes. Right, right. Okay. We're, we're on an eight-week... We're on the eight-week... Uh, movie magic watch. Movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> Logos. <laughs> We've got R two D two, and it just turns his little dome and lights up. Yeah, that'd be well, great. I think we've talked about this before, but do you remember the? It was an SNL sketch where they were. You're so it was quiet. Like, you like you get so. Well, quiet. it was like I gotta go over here for my microphone because I'm like, hey, let me borrow yours. Okay. <laughs> what if we did an old time like gospel quartet style, just right around, <laughs> just rolled, rotated? Mm. Um, they were making fun of CNBC or something, and they kept bringing up graphics, and they were taking up. The whole oh screen. yeah yeah yeah. I think it was like Bill Pullman hosted or something, mm-hmm. but they got to the point where like the anchors were having to die. The duck, the duck. And then he thought, <laughs> and one of the last things they did, it, it was Tim Meadows said, "Now let's bring up a picture of the the Terminator robot." No, that, just in the middle of the screen, he's, he's like, "That's cool." That's- <laughs> Um, he says, your movie magic discussion in the last couple episodes has been great, and I thought I might share my two cents. My take is specifically about action, sci-fi, and, and movies of the like. As cool as CGI can be, I blame CGI for removing much of the magic out of movies. As cool as Hulk looks and the rest of the CGI creatures, explosions, and ships, they are basically cartoons being blended in with real-life characters. As good as CGI looks, you can tell that real characters cannot touch the CGI characters. You can tell that when Yoda is CGI and when he's a puppet. It's hard for an actor actress to interact with a cartoon and magic or it's hard for an actor actress to interact with a cartoon and the magic is lost. A measure of realness is lost. Jim Henson Company should be called on more. Um the only thing about that first paragraph I take issue with is the idea that it's hard for an actor or an actress to interact with cartoons. Have you not seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? 
was, I was expecting you to go the route of, I interact with my cartoons every Saturday morning when they came on. <laughs> I had no problem with it. Right, right, right. Um, but I mean, who, I mean, I think back to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that was some good. Oh, yeah. That was some good stuff. Also, with CGI, the audience no longer wonders how they did that. And, and I think we've kind of said that, you know, as much as well. Computers can do anything, and no one leaves a the theater going, how did they make that shark look so real? How did Luke's land speeder float? Was he talking about Jaws 19? I think he was. Uh, how did that bike fly? How do they make the shoes that spit oil? There's no sense of wonder that lasts after the film is over. I ate corn pops for weeks as a kid, so I could... I'm sorry. What are you talking about? You're hitting the XLR cord and it's making a noise. I don't think it is. I'm watching the bump. I think you think it is. I think you think you stop it. Look, that, I'm seriously that that is giving feedback. Look at the levels. Could you not? They they're having to hear that. Do y'all hear that? Stop yeah. it. That's just mean. <laughs> like, also, I'm not listening to this anymore. Log off. <laughs> Um, says I ate corn pops for weeks as a kid so I could sit in those box tops and receive the making of Star Wars because I wanted to know how George Lucas did that. How George Lucas did that? After watching that VHS tape, I looked at my mother and said, they're geniuses. He spelled their wrong, by the way. <gasps> he Le- spelled my name wrong, too. He did. So that's two, by Jesse. By now, he should know better. You- <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the theater wondering... Leaving the theater wondering how that movie was made or that scene was shot was a huge part of the magic of movies. And CGI and computers have taken that away. With computers and CGI, do special, do special, special, do special effects. Did you misspell that? Too? No, I okay, misread it. Even exist anymore. I kind of say no. I'm not a hater of all things CGI. CGI has its uses, but I feel CGI removes the sense of wonder and magic once you leave the theater. Love your show, not just because we're friends, but because it's a great, great show. Your friend and fan, Jesse Colbert. Did he spell his name right? He did, indeed. Jesse Colbert. He's related. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, other so what do you think? About? What do you think? <clears throat> I mean, respond. I've kind of hit a wall on this movie. Okay, Magic, so all right. To be perfectly honest. Well, let's see. I mean, I just kind of feel like we've... There's no more monumental things left to... Where's Buck? Oh, no. <gasps> I'm, getting, I'm getting out of the Twitter. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Go on without me. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> Hi, Buck Thompson. <laughs> no, you're Sean Phillips. The headhunter with a heart of gold. The conservative with a sense of humor. This comes from Kent in Louisville, Kentucky. You'll like this one, Derek. He says, love the podcast, guys. Look forward to it every month, and it's always the highlight of my day when I see that a new one has been posted. Over the last couple of podcasts, the issue of yes, Superman the issue of Superman has come up, specifically related to that guy's awful video deconstruction of the death and return of Superman art. Derek, I'm with you. When someone tells me I don't care about Superman, even if I think I do, my first thought is, this is patently absurd. Don't tell me I don't care about Superman. That was your, that was your reference, though. But, I mean, we shared it. Yes, we shared it. Well, see, you. he's just giving you the shout-out love. People love you, Derek. Get used to it. I'm just going to get this out of the way. My name is Kent. Thank you, Kent. With like a paragraph in, he brings us back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. <laughs> and all throughout my life, when I tell people my name, the most common responses are either, oh, like Clark Kent, or oh, like Superman. And my answer is always, oh, like heck yeah. 
My favorite superhero of all time is Superman, hands down. I can still remember for Halloween in preschool as I went as Clark Kent Superman wearing my Superman pajamas and cape underneath my church clothes. How about that crap? That's pretty cool. So did you button up the shirt or were you kind of like half, you know? I just wonder, like, was he in transition? I know, but you were looking at me and I was like, you know I didn't email this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at me like, did you do it? You got it, you got it, you got to start interacting with me, pal. I'm here. Um, In the last two podcasts, oh, wait. Yes. Okay. In the last podcast, you two reminisced about a first memory of Superman, and yes. like and like you, I have none. He just what always was. God willing, he always will be. God willing, Superman always will be. I'm sorry I let you down. I just wish Superman had said no. <laughs> God, Superman. Gosh, I tell you what, I'd do. I'd email Superman. When someone... I don't even know what email is yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have to become Superman for the quest for peace. So that's, that's why, why they, they call it, it that. that. <laughs> um, when someone tells me that they think Superman is lame or stupid, rather than this informing me on the Superman character, this informs me about the person making the statement. Superman is anything but lame or stupid. Superman is an ideal. Strictly speaking, the character of Superman may be poorly written or storylines poorly executed. But these are all in attempts to further define what the hero of Superman is, namely his unyielding persistence and goodness, hence the phrase never-ending battle. Too many times, writers or Hollywood try to update Superman by making him gritty, dark, or moody in attempts to make him relatable. When did this happen? You're not even listening, are you? Well, no. Gritty. When, when did they make Superman gritty? You talking yeah. about Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, I guess Returns is what they're referring to, but I, I don't, know. you know... This is coming at it all wrong. I guess Burton tried to do that a little bit back in the day, huh? Leave Superman. Well, I, okay. Failed attempts. Yes. Many. Follow through, not so much. Leave Superman the way he's always been because that's the essence of Superman. It's his unshakable optimism and faith in humanity and the decency of other people, be they human or alien. The attitude is completely relatable to people searching for goodness and decency in a world where many times it can be difficult to find any, difficult to find any of that. Superman is, in a way, an ideal for us all to appeal to, a journey to make ourselves better people and to help our fellow beings, not because we can get something out of it, but because it's the right thing to do. That's just a... Yeah, that's... He actually said pause for applause oh. in the email. He didn't. No. Oh. I'm but like, well, I, I, feel like, I feel like he should have. When writers water down this side of the character, they make him question his actions or even if he should be doing it at all. The character ceases to be Superman and becomes off-putting immediately. A brooding, depressed Superman is as much a Superman as Batman was Batman from the Joel Schumacher films. Oh, snap. Bye. We'll see you. Bye. See you, Derek. See you. See you, Steve. Where are you going? Over here for a second. Why? I'll be right back. Okay. Are you... (laughs) I felt inspired. To me... While I'll always love other heroes like Batman, Spider-Man, or Green Lantern, Superman will always be on a pedestal above the other superheroes for the very reason that he transcends the comics in ways other superheroes simply can't. 
While Batman is great to read for the character of Batman slash Bruce, and while Spider-Man will always be the blue-collar working man superhero, very rarely do their stories or lessons leap off the page in the way that Superman's do. People scoff at truth just as the American way, especially because they see the American way as a political statement. And Lord knows we can't wait in those depths without being cynical. The American way, as it's known by Superman, has nothing to do with a political persuasion or party. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The foundation of which this very golden rule lesson Clark was taught by his parents. The foundation of which is the very golden rule lesson Clark was taught by his parents growing up in Smallville. Just to wrap this up, a quick aside. Mm. In my junior year of high school, my English teacher gave us a writing assignment to on an important life moment. I wrote mine on the death of Superman. I poured my heart in that paper. I wrote the ever-living heck out of it. I, <laughs> I wrote the heck out of that paper. Clark? Hey, I felt... I got inspired, and it was hanging on the wall, and I was like, you know what? It's going on. <laughs> About to be that guy. I got it back with, from my teacher with an A and comments that it was one of the best student papers he'd ever read. With that simple assignment and comments, my love for writing was born, and I've never looked back. And that comes from Kent in Louisville, Kentucky. So, Kent? Like Clark Kent? Or like Superman? Heck yeah, like Heck Superman. Heck yeah, like Superman. Derek, I don't know if, if the embroidery there is showing up great on the camera or not. That is your replica jacket. It's good stuff. Um, like the one that Clark wore in Smallville when he went all soups on us. A little toasty. I don't know how I... I mean, the, the, the awesomeness just kind of increased, and I don't belong at this table with you. Anymore. I just transcended Derek Russell and went to Joe Hummerick you went, level. You did. You oh, yeah. did go to Joe Hummerick level. You I'm are like there. Writing. You. <laughs> <laughs> I want Joe to know that this is what happened. So, this well, is now the cool kids table. I mean, Kent. Well go said. On. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said, Joe. Uh, uh, Joe Kent. Well said, Kent. Um, really warm. He. Uh, that's. I mean, you can't really add much to that. He 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 hit the nail on the head there. So, I th- I kind of feel like we. I don't know. Like I, I really enjoyed our Superman talk. Yeah. But I felt like. One moment, please. In the last five years, we've had so many Superman talks that that one didn't pull off as well. Yeah. Well, we we would run so we had as run, we have personally. Yeah. Well, we had past. run so long too. That I feel like true. we were yeah. just kind of in a hurry, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, it, it got some people thinking, got some discussion going here because I enjoy that email. Because here's another one who from whom I did not I just mention said that it was the jacket first. Mm. <laughs> and we Buffy, don't have a mod, but if we had a mod, Buffy did it first. Boost that first. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, this one says, "Gentlemen," and I wish I had the name here, but I did not. I'm, I apologize, sir. Thanks for all your funny, um, touching, thoughtful, strange. <laughs> oh no, sorry, Curtis. Oh, Curtis. Um, he's, he I says, love you, Curtis. He says we're making him laugh too much. This is just a quick note of solidarity, uh, I guess. Derek, what you said about escaping into Superman fandom really struck a chord with me. Oh, my parents divorced when I was thirteen, and I oh. didn't really have a father figure at all during those difficult, awkward years as a teenager. I still don't know how to change a set of part, spark plugs. But I count myself lucky that I could retreat into my Superman comics and find a solid role model. At almost 40, I still wear a Superman wristwatch, Superman t-shirts, and have the trademark S-Shield on the back of my car. And when people ask why, which really doesn't happen all that often, but still, I tell them Superman is my dad. 
Actually, I used to claim Batman and Superman as my two dads, but one, that always led to sideways conversations about a semi... That was a really weird sitcom. Did you see that? Superman and Batman? Yeah, Paul Reiser played Superman, and the other guy played Batman. See, I would have reversed that. Would you? Yeah, because the other guy was taller. And Paul Reiser had the hair. Yeah, but the other dude had the beard. You can count on me. Yeah, that was a Paul Reiser. Um, It always led to... (laughs) Two, Batman was really... Never know where we're going to (laughs) go. Batman was really only useful to me when I was dealing with the anger of growing up dadless. Once I got over that brooding period, I was singularly a Superman fan for life. The hope, optimism, selflessness, idealism, and just plain goodness in Superman comics, movies, and TV shows got me through and helped me turn out okay. And like you, too, I'm sure there are thousands of us sons of Superman out there who who are grateful that today's caretakers of the legends or legend haven't given in and made him less than super. Thanks again for the great podcast, guys. You're always at the top of my listening list. And I apologize for not getting the signature on that um, copied into the document here. So We'll hit you up next time. Yeah, we'll make sure we, we, get, we get that shout-out to you. Son of Guilty. <laughs> Neil, come to me, son of jor I don't know what Son of Kal-El. Echoes. It's all right. You don't have to worry about it. I end up with that weird alien voice that freaks you out so much. We don't oh, want that. yeah, no, no. Well, at least I can't hear it, but it, they can, and we don't want to do that to them. It's bad. It's bad. Um, <clears throat> More emails. Well, this is the last one, Derek. Last email. This one comes from Jeff in Texas. As in Texas, Jeff? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I feel like... I'm going to kick back for a minute. I feel, like, I feel like we need to preface this by saying... This is probably going to send us into one of the most important conversations we've ever had on Geek Out Loud. Nay, ever? Ever. Probably ever. The world. Let me get the point Who in you there. Pointed at? I was pointing at the people. We're up here. Point at the people. Hey. 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 Point at the people. It still looks like I'm looking right at you. Point. But point you, at, you have to look at the green dot. Green and dot? lean in. Lean in for a smile. Smile. And back. And we're back. That was our five second pose. All right. <laughs> He says, gentlemen, since I'm sure you'll be talking about John Carter on your next episode, I thought I'd share my thoughts about it, too. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's be fair. You sort of went into this with an inflection that didn't really belong here. What do you, He said, gentlemen. Yeah, you you went in kind of... Uh, uh, what are you saying, Derek? I mean, I think you went in kind of unfair. How, I said, gentlemen. You know, I'm like, just reading... Gentlemen, I'm sure you'll be talking about John Carter on your next podcast. I'm so, Okay, shall I try it one more time? I, I give it okay. another go. Just, just to sound unbiased. Right. We're supposed to be unbiased sure, sure. when it comes to that kind of stuff. <clears throat> gentlemen. Thanks, How am I doing so Thanks. far? Not bad. Okay. 90%. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm sure you'll be talking about John Carter on your next episode, I thought I'd share my thoughts about it, too. Kind of condescending, man. Oh. <laughs> You know what? Give it a <laughs> reading from Ian Fleming. <laughs> the word was good. <laughs> Where does Moscow come in? Asked Vaughn. Is it true that she's an agent of Schmirsch? I don't know what Schmirsch is, said the girl, but I know he works for Russia. At least I've heard him talking Russian to people who come from time to time. Occasionally he's had me into that room and asked me afterwards what I thought of his visitors. Generally it seemed to me they were telling the truth, although I couldn't understand what they said. But don't forget... I've only known him for a year, and he's fantastically secretive. If Moscow does use him, they I got... The email. Waste of time. Why can't... Why doesn't someone kill him? Bond asked. He coughed. Money penny. Um, 
Anyhow, I first read, this is back to Jeff in Texas. He says, I first read A Princess of Mars over 30 years ago. The book was more than likely my introduction to the science fiction genre in literary form. I had watched some science fiction movies, but this was the first book I can recall reading in the sci-fi genre. I have read the entire John Carter of Mars series several times over the years, and so when I heard they were making a movie based on the first book... You want to try again? Yes. When I heard they were making a movie based on the first... When I heard they were making a movie based on the first book, you know how I did my own beat then? (laughs) I did my own thing. Take 12. (laughs) And when I heard they were making a movie based on the first book, I was, of course, very interested in how this was going to work out. I knew there would have to be a lot of CGI, which Jesse hates, obviously, because there would be some changes made. He also hates correct spelling to people's names. We're not going to go And that there would be some changes to the story... uh, made to the story for the movie screen, but I didn't realize they were going to go so far as to change some of the basic and, to me, critical parts of the story. So he goes into, he says, some of the basic things. John Carter doesn't have a wife and daughter that he loses via fire at his home while he's gone. By the way, spoiler alert, John Carter, spoilers, shouldn't be too bad. I don't think it'll be too heavy. Um, Pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that's right at the beginning of the movie and... Derek, that's not a big bad spoiler. It's that it's at the beginning of the movie, and you made an Uncle Owen reference when it happened. You, <laughs> that there was, was classic. there were two times I got you good. That, in the was, that, that was classic. That was one where yes. you you did spit take. Um, he comes running up to the house and it smoke rises from it. Uncle Owen, he, hey, Baru. Hey, Baru. <laughs> Um, he talks about the fact that he doesn't have that family in the book except for the character of Edgar Rice Burroughs, who's also the author. Um, just blew my whole year, he bro. talks about the way that Carter gets to Mars is different and, and how things happen there. Uh, he talks about the, the things they change as far as some of the cities that are at war in, in, the, in the movie, how it's different than they were in the book. Um, and the way that John Carter returned to Earth, they changed. Um, so, you know, there, there's a few things. There's other small things that they changed that didn't bother me so much. Like uh, like certain like these names don't man, mean anything to anyone if they've never read the books or seen the movie. Uh, but some relationships of some certain people are different now than they were. Um, but then he says this. He says, I'm sure to those folks who've never read the books or maybe had only read them once or, or twice years ago, the movie was enjoyable. But as someone who's extremely familiar with the books, I was very disappointed over on the movie. I expected more from Andrew Stanton since I'd heard he was a fan of the books. I would think a fan of the books wouldn't make as many changes as he did to the story. For perspective, this is this is the important part of this email. Mm-hmm. For perspective, think how it would be if George Lucas had taken something like the mystical force and suddenly made it a byproduct of some microscopic life forms that live within all beings. Oh, wait, that did happen. I'm going to be under my desk if anybody... You have the con. <laughs> and wow, I'm about to go on a Star Wars rant and you make a Star Trek <laughs> reference. Wow. Wow. I'm going to take a pop of water. You tell me what you think of midichlorians. I'm going back to the puppet thing where you took <laughs> your drink and I talk. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with midichlorians. Let me, let me clear something up for everyone right now. Midichlorians are not the creators of the force. 
The force does not come from midichlorians. Midichlorians are receptors, biological receptors of the force in force-using beings and force-sensitive beings. The reason that people have midichlorians, or the reason that people are able to use the force, and if you read the Darth Plagueis novel, you'll find out that the reason that some people or some creatures actually repel the force, like the Isilamiri on Mirkur, EU fans... The reason you, you'll find out that what these are are not, they're not the creators of the force, the receptors of the force, is because these beings have these things in their system. Now, here's the thing you get into a society that's so technologically advanced as the society in Star Wars is, these mystical things are going to get broken down sometimes into a science. It does not make the force less mystical. What it makes are Jedi less mystical, and it makes the selection of Jedi and the selection process for Jedi a little less mystical, and that's okay. There's a reason we don't talk about midichlorians in the original trilogy, not the fact that George Lucas hadn't thought them up, but from a story standpoint, because it just doesn't really matter. Midichlorians aren't that big a deal, and, and Lucas did not ruin the Force. I point you to the Mortis trilogy in the Clone Wars series. Check that out. That has nothing to do with midichlorians and everything to do with the Force. So, Jeff in Texas, let me tell you something. Before you start with your John Carter stuff, get your Star Wars opinions right. Derek, a reading? A reading uh, <laughs> from the Book of Psalms. Oh, more Ian Fleming? Uh, <laughs> midichlorian uh, noun. Noun. Uh, That's a person, place, or thing. A microscopic life form mm -hmm. that resided within all living cells and was capable of communicating with the force. Right. It's like a force antenna. Found in all beings, many chlorines might be responsible for all life. They could yes. reveal the will of the force. The, yes, because of the reception of the force. When one's mind was quiet. Yes. Those beings with a high concentration of midichlorians in their blood. Like Anakin Skywalker. Could become Jedi. Like the Jedi. Anakin Skywalker may have been conceived by midichlorians, and his midichlorian count exceeded 200,000. That's more than even Master Yoda. Which was more than that of Master Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi Knights developed techniques that could detect high concentrations of midichlorians in mm -hmm. infants. Yes. During the last years of the Old Republic, some Jedi began to wonder if the relationship between midichlorians and the Force might actually be the opposite of traditional thinking. So you end up with philosophies about what this means within the, within the realm of the Star Wars universe. You end up with people talking about it. Like I say, Darth Plagueis really explored the idea of midichlorians. And there's something amazing that happens in the Darth Plagueis novel because of his experimentation with midichlorians. And if you're a big Star Wars fan, check out Darth Plagueis. It is an amazing book with a lot of exploration into some of these things of the Force and the Dark Side. So to me, Jeff, not that your opinions about John Carter and Nolan Void... I understand after reading your email why you don't like it, and that's great and everything. Um, we actually saw it with a big fan of the books last night. Huge fan. I mean, this guy uh, this guy began to school us afterwards about some different things, and he actually really enjoyed it. You know, I loved it. My <clears> dad, really had, my dad it. had all the books when I was a kid. I can remember flipping through the books. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand them, but I remember having all I'd never old, heard of them until this movie books. until the announcements of this movie started. I'd never really heard of John Carter of Mars. Um I'm gonna close the book. Go ahead and close that up. But um but I really enjoy it goes it. on to say that it's possible that the force actually creates midichlorians. Yeah, so there you go. The force it's possible the chicken force chicken egg. Chicken egg. 
You got some eggs? You want to scramble some? Uh, you brought a pizza. I got spam. You brought a pizza. <laughs> I brought a knife to a gunfight. No, but tonight you brought a pizza. Did you want me to scramble eggs? No, no, no. I'm saying like, remember that was always our thing. Somebody better bring a pizza. Somebody brought a pizza. And you brought a pizza. Anyhow, so Jeff, I'm not nullifying your argument about John Carter. You as a John Carter book fan, that's fine that you don't like it. I feel like you went in with expectations way high. And I've not really talked. That's your fault. I've not really seen. I've not really. <laughs> a reading from Ian Fleming. <laughs> and what you did there? That was your fault. Ooh, I can't read that. Oh, um, keep going. <laughs> um, Don't go to page 12. I, I will. Okay. Um, I just, I think that the the big issue is, you know, if you are as deep into the books as you were, yeah, you're going to be unhappy with with the movie um but for your casual fan and even for a lot of fans of the books i don't i don't see a lot of backlash against it i thought the movie was very well made it was a little long you know there was some editing choices i feel like there were there were some spots that kind of drug a little much but i liked it i really liked it especially that one scene we mentioned um today while we were kind of talking about the flashback Uncle scene Owen and well Technically, yeah. What, I was yeah, what joke, happened? But I didn't yeah, mean in, to. yeah. Well, what happened in the aftermath? One of the big battle scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is just truly great. You know, the humor was great. The uh, the the characterizations. I thought I thought the guy who played John Carter was good. The music. Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. That's his guy. name. That's right. Oh, Tim. Tim Riggins. He's also going to be on Battleship. <laughs> he, Tim Riggins. On is the he going to be in Battleship? Did you not watch the trailer? Before I, the, that was Tim Riggins. I did, but I just wish they didn't call it Battleship. It's something else. It's not Battleship. Taken to take it. Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> you're going to be taken. Liam Neeson on a boat by um, aliens. This time by aliens. So I mean, you know, without getting too much into spoil, and, and and honestly, Jeff, that's why I skipped a lot of yours because I realized how many spoilers would be in it and i feel like don carter's still a fresh enough movie that um but since he felt like you were wrong well the midichlorian thing set me off because i'm i really think that people nowhere does he ever say midichlorians are the force in fact qui-gon's line is their life their microscopic organisms that, that live in all living cells and they help us hear the will of the force that's what he tells anakin they understand them as being organelles like a nucleus or the mitochondria the powerhouse of the cell that's what I always remember from biology. The powerhouse of the cell. Um, so, anyhow. Undertaker, Triple H. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, and when we get to our snippets. Whoosh. But before we get to our snippets, Derek, and I don't have the music on here to, to do it. Oh, you didn't say it that time. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we got a little bonding to do. Oh, okay. A little James Bond talk. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Gold finger. I like that little leg kick I did earlier. I did. You did a good. leg kick with it. You. <laughs> what are you doing? What if we just started like with a video, just kind of mounting people to get so mad? That's high concept. <laughs> Derek, I've only seen one movie since the last time we did a bonding segment a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, and that is the fourth movie in the chronological James Bond. Thunderball. Thunderball. That's how that song ends. Is it coming on? 
Okay. I was really excited about Thunderball because of the return of Spectre. You know, Spectre. you know, this whole Spectre thing has captured my imagination with number one and number you're two. Big, you're a big Doctor Evil fan. <laughs> well, see, they hadn't shown his face yet. Yeah. I know based on like looking for some old, other DVDs and stuff what he looks like. Yeah. But um. Yeah, he's got that cat that he's always stroking. He's he's got the chairs that are dumping people into fire pits, and uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Mustafa. But Thunderball re- 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 has nothing to do with thunder, really. I expected like a race car setting or something because of Thunderball. You know, it just sounds like that. But it's a nuclear a lot of underwater stuff. There, in this one. Yes, there is a ton of underwater stuff. A nuclear missile has basically been stolen or a nuclear bomb has been stolen and um and it's up to james bond to get to the bottom of this of course sean connery portraying james bond and thunderball and i love the return of specter and it has to me and i'm not one that usually finds stuff like this as i'm watching to be humorous again i've said before i get eat up with the movies i'm watching and i just kind of let myself look, get lost in it but the most dramatic music to the slowest fight underwater ever. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like you got a bunch of that's exactly what it's like. And you know, and and because it's like a whole bunch of like scuba divers from the US, you know, Coast Guard or whatever, going against like the bad guy with Thunderbolts. Oh. You know, they're cutting uh, uh uh air hoses, they're harpooning people. They're, um, we're fighting the slow. <laughs> I know you got to stop, but it is. It was so funny I wasn't because telling you you were here you because knew what we were doing. Well, so are they? They're, they're watching. But so, somebody might be listening to this later. Yeah. So for those of us just doing anyhow, Derek, you've seen Thunderball a couple times. What do you think of it? It's one of the best ones of is genres. It? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm anxious. For I got to tell you, diamonds are forever. I got to tell you. I just, I'm watching, I'm like, man, this fight is going on and well, on I, forever. That ruined it for you? <laughs> no, it was okay. just it was just a moment that really took me out of the movie. I'm like, wow, so they're really filming this whole thing underwater. So of what, of what you have watched, is From Russia With Love still your favorite? From Russia With Love still my favorite. Yeah. I didn't know if Goldfinger surpassed that with the whole heist element. I did. The thing is, I love Goldfinger. The only thing was, is I had I known not to expect Spectre, I would have... You got that? Yeah. I would have probably liked Goldfinger more, but because I was so disappointed that it was, you know, Spectre wasn't in there, um, it, it kind of messed it up for me. But I do love the highest element. I loved Odd Job. I love the ending of it. I love the the double switch on the on the poison gas and stuff. I thought that was just genius. The fight at the end was great. Thunderball was good. It was. You know, again, it goes back to the James Bond. It's the stuff that Austin Powers makes fun of. Shark Tank. Um, you know, where people are getting thrown in the shark tank. Um, you know, and Dr. Evil wants sharks with lasers on their head. Um, and so, but I, I enjoyed it. And I, I, listen, I got to tell you something, Derek. And I want you to hear me right now. Bond fan. I am a Bond fan now. And I'm looking forward to just going through the rest of these movies. I really, it's kind of ticking me off. It's kind of ticking me off. We've done that bit. Um, it's kind of it's kind of that tic- one is an old one. It's kind of yeah. That's the other one that got me. That's it. That wasn't in the movie, but that was right down the road, wasn't it? That's that an old. Was in church. Be careful with that. Oh yeah, yeah. The time. dude made a comment, and I was like, "Wow, I've heard that one before." And he's like, and you were like, "Be careful with that joke. It's an old, old one." one. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, but what tripped me out about that one fight scene underwater is, 
is the music just didn't seem to sync up with it. It was like this dramatic, you know, and slow, slow motion. Yeah. And people doing this a lot. <laughs> Missed me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was cool to see Spectre back, and, and they had this great big meeting room where he's like, how are our plans in America going? How are our plans in Uganda? How are our plans in Myanmar? Well, they call it Myanmar, but it'll always be Burma to, to me. me. <laughs> so that's Bonnie. an assassin? Hopefully... <laughs> You're an errand boy sent by grocery clerks to collect a bill. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully next time we get together, I will have watched You Only Live Twice and On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which are the next two. And I know that On Her Majesty's Secret Service is one of your favorite Bond movies, correct? Yes. It's one of the You're best You're so books. chatty. You're so chatty tonight. Well, I was going into that. Oh, okay, okay. It's one of the best books, and uh, I dug George Lazenby. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people liked him, but, um, you know, whatever. Why was he only in one? Um, I'm pretty sure George is American. Oh. And I'm thinking now they even dubbed his voice. Maybe, hmm. I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. Cannot remember. Um, might want to look up on Her Majesty's Secret Service and see what she think about that. But I'm thinking perhaps... They did dub his voice. Um, um, I mean, why can't we just tell you we see it, Kind King 01? I don't know. I'm, I, right now, to transition between bonding and snippets, I'm going to take a stroll through the Geek Out Loud Twitter. Play some music. <laughs> <laughs> We've got nothing prepared. Back at the beginning of the show, her showed her. Back at the beginning of the show. You have been having trouble. I have. I have. You spoke this weekend a lot. I did speak a lot this week. Okay, real quick. We got to stop. I got to give a big shout out to Jeff Derek Brown. Russell. I, I'm <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. And, and uh, but go on. No, really, it's fine. We can get back in the Twitter. Got to give it. Got to give a big shout out to Derek Jeff Brown. Russell. I know. I'm just so, uh, you were, that's big of you. That is big of you. He opened his home to me, Derek. Okay, get back in. Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown, uh, who had me to Tony, Alabama, Alabama. which is just north of Huntsville, to speak. Tony, Tony, Alabama. (laughs) A reading. (laughs) (laughs) Just beat me up with my own 007 novel. Um, But Jeff uh, had me up to speak to his youth group this past weekend at the Disciple Now weekend, and. had a great time with he and his wife Trish, and they were super awesome. Their youth group's great, and we just had a blast, had a good time. And Jeff's super nice guy. Jeff actually, uh, one night we were closing up shop, kind of finishing things, and he's like, Hey, I got to go to my office and get something for you. So turn around so that you don't see me when I come back in. And so I'm like, Okay. Everybody loves to hear that. Got well, he's something, like, turn around. He's like, Close your eyes. And I'm like, Can I just turn around? How old are we? Um, right. Do I don't like closing my eyes. Stop it. I don't like that. I saw that movie. And so so he's like, all right, you can look now. So I turn around, and he's got like this, it's over five feet. Like, it's almost five and a half, almost six feet tall. Incredible Hulk cardboard stand-up. He went stand up a whole up. foot just in that. Yeah, I know. Well, because I keep thinking, I felt like I'm he's eye level with the He's in the middle of Hulk fist. and out. He just yeah, keeps going he's the whole just, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, a, it's an Incredible Hulk stand-up. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> 
he had gas. He's like, um, Phil makes me do the worst <laughs> transition ever for those sound effects. Oh my gosh. Um, but so Jeff, it was, it's an awesome stand up. It's going to go in the Star Wars room somehow, some way, probably next to the Yoda stand up. But uh, mm. it was very, very cool. And I'm greatly, just had a great time. Greatly appreciated, appreciative to Jeff and his wife and his church. What's on the and it was, it was good times. Why are you so anti me shouting out Jeff Brown? I'm not at all. I just want to, I, I don't want there to be a dull, a lull. Well, there's not. A dull lull. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Here we go. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> I'm so tired. So tired. Uh, time for time numbers numbers and a nap. Um, anyhow, back at the beginning of the show, uh, Cody Murphy says, yay, Skynext references. <laughs> he, yeah, I want to talk he's about the one. Haiti 123. What does Der- it say there? Well, it says, I think it says, that's a really long way off the monitor. I think it mm-hmm. says Derek is really loosing it. Loosing it. I'm thinking she means losing. Yes, are you he? losing it? She? Who? What? I don't hey, know. I'm going to go she. I think it's Hattie. Yeah, I think it's Hattie. Like she. Oh, excuse me. Hattie. I mean, that's more of a um, girl name. Lucy? Gas, LOL. <laughs> um, You're quicker than I am. I'm sorry. Uh, missed it by that much. Uh, over over on the Twitter, again, um, they're still having social stream and chat issues, it seems. Um, Kind King says, if either of you see this, lift your hat at the same time. One, two, three. Kind King was also blown away by the Holy Red Jacket. Over there now. Uh, Alex is watching. Hey, Alex. Uh, and Emily, that'll show him, says, every episode needs to be a video now. Fighting underwater slow motion. So, so we got to go video now? I don't know how we'll do it, but... There are ways. Uh, Apple. <clears throat> but Apple. 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 So, yeah, that's, that's what's happening inside. over here. Kalana die. Kalana day. Let's see. Aliens, giant metallic things, humans trying to save the world. Yep, sounds the same. As what? Battleship, though. No, it sounds the same as what? Transformers? Maybe. Probably Possibly. so. Um, yeah. She says, is there a difference? I watched the, the trailer, and I swear the sound effects were the same as Transformers. I agree with that. There was a point where it sounded like sound effects straight out of the Transformers. Not that, but like a like the vroom sound effect. Like a vroom kind of sound effect. Like a <laughs> kind of sound effect, like, like a, an auric, like a bah, 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 sound effect, like a like a. I can't think of when I've heard like it. Like a record the, stuck. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. No, you, you're like a record stuck. Oh, not yes. The sound <laughs> well, you're really loosing it, Derek. Gosh, I'm loosing it. Um, I loose it. <laughs> <laughs> Green and cardboard, we both are. Yes, talking about ox. Says that about the Yoda and the Hulk standouts being next to one oh, another. I like that. That's yeah. good that you caught that. Yes. Um, uh oh. Uh, yes, I'm a girl and it's late. I type like Steve talks sometimes. Oh, oh snap. snap. Hattie, one, two, three. That's not very friendly. That ain't very nice now. You got to be nicer than that. That's Where's what that? my mom would say. Then, Why are you? Ooh, that's what she'd say. Where's that Minnesota niceness? Where's that Minnesota niceness, Hattie? Um, it's transitional. This video has made me love the podcast more than ever. That's from Sandra Ennert. Hello, Sandra. Uh, what's the next one? Sandra's suddenly like, now I hate it. Now I hate it. Turn it off. They're gross. Uh, speaking of Transformers, how do you guys feel about Michael Bay saying the Ninja Turtles are aliens? Uh, you know what? This is a great place to... I thought it was going to be a snippet. ...to get into that. I did not have that as a snippet, but C-Dizzle Fizzle says, oh, snippets. <laughs> And if C Dizzle Fizzle says it, so it's gotta we, be good. Yeah, C Dizzle Fizzle, here we go. We've got to get a snippet music because um, you got email music. We need snippet. We need music. snippet music. Yeah, I'll work and on I that. really think that, that the 
the Doctor Who theme needs to be the snippet music. The Doctor Who theme for snippet Not music? Not the, but the, the, uh, the, the 11th Doctor theme. <laughs> I think that needs to be the snippet music. Because in that, when we get, like... All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, time for snippets. need to go to this Michael Bay thing. Oh, yeah, let's hit uh, this Michael Bay helming a reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Although I read an article today that says they most likely are dropping the Teenage and Mutant out of the title and it will just be called Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I'm glad you saw that out. Huh, if, he's, if he's dropping the Teenage and the Mutant, <laughs> that means he must be calling it Ninja Turtles. Okay, look, I was... I'll work that out for when, myself. When all this happened... Um, <laughs> Sandra's comment and caught me off guard. Thing. Um, that's the you've got it on your screen. Oh, no, I didn't bring that's it. That's the first. That's the best first attempt at my name I've ever heard. Mm. I was giving Bay benefit of the doubt because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so he's gonna make the ooze alien. You were funny, Hattie. The ooze is gonna be the alien. That's substance. what I was sure, thinking. sure, sure. And I was like, well, I have there's no nothing wrong with that. that. Yeah, he doesn't have to be this radioactive chemical that right. happened in the sewer. It fell, and you know, it doesn't have to be so. Okay, that's fine. I don't care if the ooze is alien. Well, now it's sounding like it's not. Dumb Blonde says Michael Bay likes to make children of the 80s cry. <laughs> Stop it, Michael Bay. But here's the thing. The Eastmans and all the people who created the Ninja Turtles right, are all like, right. backing him on yeah, this. Yeah. And this leads into an interesting conversation we had in the car today mm -hmm. or yesterday. Mm -hmm. Probably today. Mm -hmm. In 60 years from now when they reboot Star Wars. <sighs> that was today, yeah. What things will they change that, I mean, is Han Solo going to be a Jedi? I mean, what, what when when all that goes down? You know, I, just like anything that they would reboot or remake, you can't imagine the changes they would make until they actually make them. Because for something like, granted, I know that if you go back and watch the movies of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're not thinking, wow, these whoa, things whoa, are perfect. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying they're bad movies. Whoa. I know, I'm, listen. Let's show some respect. I'm showing respect. Because there's some crap you like that I don't say words look, about. Look, I'm not dogging but those it. three movies you leave alone. I'm not, listen, I'm not dogging those movies. Okay. But I'm saying that when you go back and you watch them because of the way effects are and animatronics, mess, it's, it's a little dated. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Little dated. I love Vanilla Ice. He's my homie. Stop, collaborate, and listen. All right? Okay. I'm not being critical here. Oh, it's fine. Go ahead. I'm saying that I just want you to go. I just want I want to move past this because it's hurting. But I'm if you'll let me finish my I point. Want, I, my kidneys hurt. Okay. What you're talking if about? If you'll let me finish my point, I'll say this. My liver can't take it. But when you watch those movies, they get everything so right as far as the story elements go and the characterizations go that you can't really think of well if they rebooted this, why would they change anything? You know. Remake the movie as it was, just maybe with some new effects and that sort of thing. Special edition it out. Now, what if they did that? What, replace Yoda? Yeah. I like episode one. Well, I think that's really dated. I mean, April's clothes and... Yeah. And I think that would be really dated. Okay. Because then you'd have some, like, K.A. turtles. Yeah. 
in in 1991, New York. Listen, and that's before Giuliani came in and killed all the homeless people. Amy Adams is April O'Neil. See, I sit here and wonder, are they even going to have an April O'Neil? I don't know. I didn't. Someone says, did you? (laughs) Cat82 says, Derek, yell out turtle power and attack Steve. (laughs) Turtle power! Oh, God. (laughs) Um, In Seattle, the Sci-Fi Museum has one of the Donatello costumes. Well, that... Oh, come to Seattle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come to Seattle. To... I like it here. Mm-hmm. Not... Um, and when's it going to matter? Because they're all going to be aliens soon anyways. Team Teddy. The alien life. race of turtles. I don't like that. That means there's going to be more of them. Uh, well, is it? See, I haven't... I don't know. Okay, explain to me what his take on the turtles being aliens are. He, they won't say. They just say they're coming from an alien race. That was Before, I just heard alien origin, and I was mm-hmm. thinking the ooze would be of alien mm-hmm. origin. And it's still going to so be So does that mean turtles. there's not even going to be a splinter? Or will no, splinter be a, like some kind of gecko? That's a really good question because if it's an alien race of If it's an turtles, alien race of turtle-like humanoids, why would the there be a rat-like humanoid? Splinter. Yeah. That just hurt my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Now Splinter actually in the cartoon and in the comics, Splinter was actually the man. Mhm. Or had or was he the the rat just saw the man practicing all the time and learned the stuff when he got oozed on. In the no. movie, it was the man that got the ooze and became the rat. But I think in the in no, the cartoons, it happens in the cartoon because you even see that in the opening. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, I do apologize for the ads. Apparently, Ustream has upped the Annie now and just will randomly drop an ad on you during. The I think it's like every thirty minutes. You, you get an ad. Yeah. So. Um, okay, stop with the overpriced Toyota ads. Um, so but yeah. if you listen to Geek Out Loud at a later date, those will not they be won't, in there. Not at all. So here's my thing is I really, I don't want to say I don't care. The Turtles were just a little bit after my time, though. You know, I was. That is true. You know, so so they're they're not a sacred. That, that TV show was priority television. Right. For me. They're not a sacred cow to me, so. But but I know enough, and I respect them enough to know that's a dumb move to say they're aliens. Now I'm like you. If it was just the ooze was alien ooze, and that was what I was thinking, I was like, all that'd right, be babe, fine. Do yeah, it. whatever. Yeah. I don't like, but see you. And and let me tell you one of the reasons I don't like it because of something you just brought up. That would make them not unique, and there'd be that's other not just species. the four of them. Right, there's going to be more. Right, unless just, they're like a Martian Manhunter type situation, and they're the last four. Says uh, B B B Cavano says rat movie man cartoon. So in the movie it was a rat that got turned by the ooze. Yes. In the in the cartoon it was the man. Yes. So. I just remember the swirling stuff. Yeah. He was... So yeah, we're both we're both um, anti the the alien situation then. But I don't want to be like all up in arms like they've been because then he came back and he's like everybody needs to take a chill pill and I was like whoa well, you don't tell cool. a fan base right well you don't take over something so beloved and say you're gonna screw with it and then but isn't that what and, he did and, and then there's all this hatred and you're like screw you guys we're gonna do but isn't that what he did with Transformers when people started getting upset about Transformers no because what all was really I mean most of Transformers were still the same they just, that's what I mean some of the characters were different some of the vehicles were different but. It was Transformers. I love the Transformers movie. I think I've made that. And Transformers has a vast, vast cast of characters Mm -hmm. from all the different incarnations and installments and everything. Which do you think? Which do you think has Donatello, Raphael, Mm -hmm. Michelangelo? Yep. Which do you think has a has a broader fan base? 
between Transformers and Turtles. Mm-hmm. Transformers. You think so? I kind of think so, it's too. Been Did you see 30 Rock this past Thursday night? Krang. Yeah. Love No it. more Krang references. No Nobody knows who Krang is. No more Krang references <laughs> on TV. No more Krang. They went on for like, it was so good. She kept on with it, too. Uh, and she wrote that one. Yeah. Tina Fey. Tina Fey is, I would Nobody knows who Krang is. Um, so, okay, moving on with the snippets, Derek. <laughs> WrestleMania is this Sunday. I know you don't care about that. That's a big deal to me. I just sat there and watched Raw with you. I know you did, did but you were disinterested. I was not disinterested. You were disinterested. You were actually rooting for The Rock. Over John Cena? Yeah, I hate John Cena. You can't see me. You can't see me. I don't know what it means, but I love John Cena. I think. And I hate his intro music. I love his intro music. uh, Let me, let me, let me. No, I will unplug you. Don't unplug that. Okay, let me tell you this. I'm not rooting for The Rock. Mm hmm. I just, I just hope The Rock beats him. <laughs> but I don't then, like The Rock. I just don't care about John. Cena. I hate John Cena. I don't know why. He's an idiot. He's not an idiot. This is stupid. What is this? He's not. I tell you what. I used to not like John Cena. Somebody says the chat's working. Good. Okay. Let me turn on John Cena's the music. Crap. You can't see me. My time is now. Um, that doesn't mean that we're skewed off. It's skewed off into the. Into the atmosphere. Um, the uh, Sleep Tech eighty one. Our good friend Adam. Over yeah, in I remember him. Wants to know if uh, they're going to use Venus to Milo the female turtle. I will smack you the next time I'm in Tuscaloosa <laughs> for even asking a question like that, Adam. Come on, uh, that was a horrible TV show. That which is on Netflix right now, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it is bad. It's not good. It's very bad. Um, the, uh, but no, the thing I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania is Undertaker versus Triple H. See, see, Dizzle Fizzle? Got no back. Sale. What do you say? John Cena. Well, see, Dizzle Fizzle. No, it's not stupid. Let me tell you, can I tell you why I like John Cena so much? Why, when I learned to love John Cena? Um, <clears throat> I was a young boy. I was a young boy. <laughs> no, a few years ago, my friend Jesse and I, you know Jesse from that email. He paints your picture. That's right. He spelled your name wrong. <laughs> By now he didn't know better. By now he should know better. Um, Dreams are never free. <laughs> we went to tell me all about his little trailer, trailer by, by the sea. sea. Um, we went to a, a house show in Macon, Georgia, and uh, and I hated Cena. We made a sign that said, "Who knew Marky Mark could wrestle?" Because Cena used to. Um, you hadn't watched it yet. Mm-mm. I told you about it. Right. Snippet. Cena. Uh, Cena used to do the rap gimmick. He used to be like the Doctor of Thugonomics or whatever. And I hated him. I could not stand The Doctor him. of Thugonomics. Doctor of Thugonomics. John Cena, Doctor of Thugonomics. Well, we know That's where going. all this came from. That's going to go on my tombstone. He had a chain around his neck. I'm, I'm bringing it went. back. I hear you. I'm well, bringing it back. How does one get their doctorate in Thugonomics? Well, you turn your hat around that way. All right. The first thing. Okay. And when I turn my hat around, I become a completely different person. And I just wanted to over the top. Why did you just... Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Um, I'm a doctor so, of thugonomics. So, so anyhow, but that night, Cena was the champion at the time. That night, he fought Edge in the main event, and for forty, you know, um, you're not supposed to um, push Bono. What? Because he's close to the Edge. No, 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 no. This is, oh wow, <laughs> um, wow, wow. Everyone, wow. joke it's an old one. Sleep Tech says, "Sleep Tech says, you mad, bro? A little bit about the about the Venus theme. to Milo. <laughs> um, Can't see me. Can't the see uh, the the thing is, is is Cena. He won his match, and he spent forty five minutes going around the arena, slapping hands, talking to kids, 
My friend Jesse, we had the sign that said, Who knew Marky Mark could wrestle? Jesse pushed his way down the guardrail. Cena saw it, laughed, and just shook his hand and hugged him. And it was like, That's awesome, bro. Why does that make it up him because, okay? because for the longest time, I just thought he was kind he of a punk that didn't deserve it. No, he does a great job He's of you. dealing with the fans. He he puts a lot of time into the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, he's just a really good guy. And I like him. I like John Cena. So, um, you know, I hope he beats The Rock. Uh, run, everyone, run. Derek has a hat on backwards. <laughs> um, now we know what happened to Vanilla Ice. Cena equals Ice Ice, baby. Um, so, but what I'm really looking forward to is Undertaker, Triple H, Hell in a Cell, Shawn Michaels, special guest referee. Undertaker has a 19-0 win streak at WrestleMania. Never been done before. It's me. not something you can ever plan to do again because you can't say, well, we're going to set this guy up to go 20 years at WrestleMania and never lose a match because the dude could get hurt. People might not like him. You know, He'll break a hip. Yeah, right. Well, Undertaker... He's about five years older than God. Undertaker hasn't wrestled since last year at WrestleMania. He... I've heard people talk about how he'll be he can hardly move backstage, and he goes to the curtain and something just kind of you know he just picks it up you know to to actually get out there. Got the walker off stage waiting on it. Yeah, I mean serious. Yeah. I mean like serious business, and so um, so this could be the Undertaker's last match, and I'm really interested to see if they're going to let him go out with a perfect WrestleMania streak or if um, if he's going to lose. So. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a much no. better WrestleMania than last year's WrestleMania. I don't like John Cena. Well, is, that's fine. Is the moral of that's that story. Fine. That's fine. Um, dude like for life. Sheamus. You like Seamus? The like great white Seamus? Yeah. Hmm. He's Beaker's cousin. He is Beaker's cousin. That's, that's the only reason I like Seamus. He's not he's coming, to the family, coming to the family union. CM Punk? Not bad. CM Punk. Well, you know what? CM Punk did you this whole thing. You can't get mad. It's my one that have cult of personality. No, yes, he's got a, he's got a great entrance scene. But he did this whole thing I, where I, he was I, like, "Can we talk about uh, the Funkasaurus or whoever that was?" Brodus this is my Clay. first time yeah, seeing Brodus Clay. Clay. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. Why did we listen to that in the car Somebody today? Call. That would have been fantastic. I should have brought it up for you. I didn't think about that. So that was wonderful. I do love that. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. There's a legion of people listening to you got loud going, what has happened? What's, when did this become the WrestleCast? <laughs> Dave is going to hate me. He's going to be like, why are you talking wrestling with Derek? Let's, let's talk wrestling some more. <laughs> Uh, you turn me on to this tonight, Derek. Another snippet: the return of Tenacious D. Tenacious D coming back with a new album. Video released tonight of their their rise, their their meteoric rise after the the failure of the Pick of but, Destiny. Did you see the Pick of Destiny? I did see the Pick. Was of it Destiny. any good? I mean, it was funny, but yeah. it was nothing. I mean, it was, right. you know, it was no Wayne's World too. Oh, it was. <laughs> Well, okay. There you go. We're setting. It was. No, setting, it was. It was no bogus journey. Yeah. Are you a fan of Tenacious D? I do like the Tenacious okay. D. They they're a little vulgar for my taste. They are vulgar. Um, I like Wonder Boy. Yeah. Wonder Boy. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Thanks. Sometimes you make me feel so stupid. <laughs> it's like the stuff that I did by myself that works. It's like you just walk all over. You're like, I hate you, Steve Glosson. This is. Where'd you go there for a Can't second? Me. I'm John Cena. Um, I love it when Kermit, it fast Kermit did that one Kermit time when they were, that. and that was hilarious. That was funny. Um, no, like one, I like Wonder Boy. That's telekinesis, Kyle. 
Mind um, bullets. Mind bullets. And a lot of people have told me, especially after they saw School of Rock, they compared me to Jack Black. I didn't like School of Rock. You should go back. I don't think that's a funny movie at all. You should go back and I love School watch. of Rock. In fact, baby, we were making straight A's. Man, if you were here another day, I've got the whole HBO series on DVD of when Tenacious D when, oh, okay. when they had a TV show. Yeah, yeah, that stuff is funny. Was it funny stuff? Yes. I like their tribute to the greatest song in the world. They which do is, cuss in there, but it took it on that, on that show. show. That they do, they do cuss in that, but it took me a while to pick it out. It took me a while to understand. I'm like, did they just say that? But they, and they and the answer is yes. But they yes, have a new album coming out, and they've got a star-studded video, about seven-minute video. Oh my like gosh, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer's in it. Um, that's the only one I really remember because it was so freaking fun. The chick from Extras on there doing, you know, the reporting on, on the thing. WWE. Uh, uh, Kroll, Dave Kroll's in it. Dave Kroll. 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 Um, Kroll is Kroll. Who is Kroll? Crawl the Conqueror? Yeah, I don't think you want to watch that. Uh, <laughs> That's a bad movie. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Challenge accepted. Um, 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 what's his name? Why are you hitting me? The guy, the singer. Oh, Josh Groban. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. <laughs> Steve, pick your mouth up. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. Gosh. Um, so, yeah, but it's funny. Check it out. Return of Tenacious D is it, pretty funny. And then, as you were kind of, as I was kind of getting things set up and bumping around, you were, I'm sorry, you were bumping around on the internet, and you found where Soundgarden, Soundgarden, first time in 15 years, coming out with a new song for the Avengers soundtrack. You know what my favorite song by Soundgarden is? Cry if you want to cry, if you want to dare, if it makes you dare. I knew it was because as soon as I hit play on this, you started singing those lyrics. I was like, I don't think that song don't is come what. Come over here. I don't think that's what you think it is. Uh, that's not Soundgarden, my way. Well, yeah, but I don't. That, oh, that song. That song no, it's no, not. No, no, but it did sound really cool. So Soundgarden great. Has, has a song on the Avengers soundtrack. Well, and they've released a snippet. A snippet of it. Literally, it says on the on thing. On the YouTube. Snippet. The official YouTube is a snippet. So we'd like to welcome listeners, Soundgarden. Glad to have you guys on board the greatest podcast listening audience in We're the universe. We're bringing it back. Thank you. We're Thank bringing you so it back. much. We're going to get Soundgarden on uh, soon because they're fans. They're right here. They're come, on in, come on in, guys. guys come on come in. On. Have a seat. Now you make me want like an old night talk show kind of thing. We just open up the blinds and they're out here. That gets. <laughs> what if there was a face out there? The minute you open up the blinds, you just call, no. You don't even respond. You just close the back. I just catch you. Wait, wait, just do it. Close us right back. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. We're okay. Oh, Derek, we're sitting right. Okay, let me set up the scene for everyone who's, who's, who's not oh, watching we'll the video. Let it play out, too. Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're sitting in front of, uh, we're sitting in Derek's office in front of his window, and he's got some blinds, so he reached behind us. To open the blinds with a little twisty thing that just kind of opens the blinds. Well, it's pitch black outside. Yeah. And so my thing was, is what if you open it and there was a face there?
Roman in Rome. <laughs> Go on. That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> Rome, if you want to. Oh, goodness. So, <clears throat> yeah, check out that snippet. It's pretty good. I, it makes me really look more than... <laughs> Pray there's a face out there. <laughs> I'll um, not sleep tonight at all. Keep going. Uh, I'm just going back to Roll Georgia back. now. Um, keep going. Uh, then you showed me the um, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln vampire. Hunter. Abe Lincoln vampire. Vam. You were horrible with words. <sighs> You're done. You're out. I need more water. Someone give me some water. Sound Garden. Sound Garden. Get on that. Um. The, <laughs> Um, anyhow, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Tim Riggins starring in that. No, that's Isn't wrong. Everything the that was some guy, Max Bookhart or something like that. I forget ben what his name Nelson? was. Ben Nelson? Ben Burkhart. Ben. I don't think it was Ben. Benjamin Franklin. Ben, as, as Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> in Vampire Hunter. That movie looks pretty cool. It does. That is based on a... Uh, history. <laughs> <laughs> Give up on the night. Reading for me and Fleming. All right, nobody move. Just take it easy and nobody will get hurt. What? It was a. <laughs> Stop the blinds again. Oh, man. It what? looks really cool. What is though. Abraham Lincoln based on? A history? <laughs> so the vampire hunter part of history. it. History. Well, he said this is what history won't remember me for. So obviously, he found some secret diaries or something. No, it's based on a, Is it a graphic novel? For real. No, it is a novel. It's it is a novel. A, a work of fiction. Okay, I, yes, thank it you. It is based on his diary. Okay. <laughs> Which is a work of fiction. Fiction diary. Um, Fictional diary. Yeah, so that is a, that's a cool trailer. That, that whole bit right there was worth you driving here. Yes, for. I agree. Um, I agree. So, um, Cody Murph Dog says, ladies and gentlemen, this is Geek Out Loud. No. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Check uh, out that we were talking about the Abraham Lincoln trailer because we were listening to Johnny Cash in the car. Uh, that's the, right. That's a right. Long-standing joke of ours that's right. from the season one finale. Of and I Terminator, heard, as it were, the, the voice of thunder. Um, and that's actually how the trailer starts off with with that, that song. song. Yeah. Um, but pretty cool trailer. I think there's, that's the third trailer that's come out. And that's the first one I've seen. Hi, I'm Steve. I do a podcast about geeky things. History. History. That's good. That's a good bit right there, sir, by the way. Thank you. Um, and and then this next snippet comes from if you want us to pimp your pod uh, if you want us to pimp your website category. Uh Lane Lane Pimp as in we will tell you about it, not we're right. gonna add bling and and spinners. Right. Lane <laughs> That was as wide as I got on that. <laughs> You know, spinners. Spinners. You know, those, those, those things on the tires that keep running. You can't keep going back to the blinds. It's all I've got. It's all I've got. Lanebrain.net. Not lame brain, but lanebrain.net. Spell it. Uh, L-A-N-E-B-R-A-I-N.net uh, is, um, is a blog by uh, Matt and Jeff Lane. We know Jeff Lane from Jeff He's Lane Radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Matt is writing about uh, the Big Honkin' Show and Geek Out Loud. And uh, he talks about Derek and myself and Buck and uh, says some great things about the, the show. Check out their blog, lanebrain.net. And, uh, and we appreciate him saying some kind things about us. And if you want your, po- if you want your podcast or, and or really it's easier to pimp a blog 
that has something written about us that well, we don't have to listen to a podcast, um, let us know. Because anytime people say nice things about us, it's good. Heck, if I get two stars in a magazine, I'll mention them. <laughs> so, yeah, you use our theme song. Come on. Uh, Elvis was born here. I'm going to look out the window. All right. We're in Tupelo. This is where Elvis was born. <laughs> right here. And that's it. I mean, I went there, and that's it. He did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Apparently, there's a, a museum we didn't walk through and stuff. We did not go in the museum. No. Is money to get in? Or was free? Is money to get in? <laughs> <laughs> Russian immigrant Stephen E. Glosson just showed up for his lifelong trek to the Elvis Museum. Is Com- money to get in? Comrade, is money to get in? Uh- <laughs> the way your little childlike wonder eyes is money to get in? <laughs> Someone said it was, but when I clicked on it, did not work for me. I wonder so. if you have to refresh. Uh, how do you refresh in a in a place with no refresh? You don't. You just hit enter again. I don't here. Do that and then and then. No. No. That, okay. That no work. No. That no work. No. He's no. He's no. He's no work. We need more I, people. Elvis was born in that very room. <laughs> I just brought right Elvis, back over to the social Elvis stream. Elvis is alive and well and right behind Derek. <laughs> <laughs> right behind Derek. Well, let me close that right back up unless you want to do a number. I saw the ghost of Elvis. <laughs> On Union Avenue. Followed it up through the oh, gates of Graceland. This is bad. I watched him walk right through. This is... Um, okay, and finally... He is Vigo. The last snippet Derek is... That? The last that snippet that you um, that you really haven't seen yet, Clone Wars finale. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm Go just going to say it for me because you were talking to my buddy Chris at dinner mm-hmm. last night, and I was like, <laughs> "Go on." Dar- the return of Darth Maul on the Clone Wars was voiced by Doomsday. Amazing. It was a vampire. Yes, and what? a Jedi. Huh? He did all of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sam Witwer did the voice of Darth Maul, um, and. It, it was everything you could have hoped for. He he's he comes back. He's a little crazy. He gets fixed. Gets some robot legs, and it's on like a steaming pot of neck bone. Obi Wan versus Maul round two was fantastic. You throw in the character of Savage Opress. You throw in the character of Asajj, Vent- Asajj Ventress and Savage Opress, and it just made for an incredible, incredible season finale of the Clone Wars. And so, um, hopefully. You'll kind of get into that, and we will we'll get to talk about it in depth at some later date. So, what are you doing there, pal? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That is horrible. What did someone send that to us on the yeah, Twitter? Yeah, that is horrible. Horrible. Wish we could put pictures up in the thing. So, uh, mm. ran across this earlier. This is from Sleep Tech, our friend Adam. He says. John Cena to Stevie Wonder, and it's John Cena looking at Stevie Wonder doing the You Can't See Me thing, but it's photoshopped. It didn't really happen. No, I'm pretty sure that's real. No, John Cena's not that much of a jerk. Uh, it's just like Abraham Lincoln fighting <clears throat> vampires. I hear you. And Elvis being outside our window. Con King 01 on the Twitter says, Face in the window? Now that is movie magic. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Sheena Barnett uh, says, uh, My productively slowed when the li- my productivity you slowed. You are terrible with the words. 
Is money? <laughs> is, is money to get in? Is, is money to get in, Elvis Museum? Uh, so um, she's it's kept me company during the monster. What's the monster? Whatever's outside this window right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's classic. All right. Uh, Derek, here's something I want to throw out there. And if you don't want to go down this road, that's fine. The series challenge. You wanted to challenge me to watch a series, and now I did it back to you. Now, why would you tell me? Why did? Why would you say it like that when it was my idea? Because I, here's the thing: we may not do, because, but it was your idea. So. But you seem, you seem trepidatious about it. I'm not. I okay, just, you're, you're. I said trepidatious, just fine. I think I'm good. Your with Your initial words. reaction was Shawshank. Well. Watch Shawshank Redemption. But that's not a Shawshank series. Shawshank Redemption! That's not a series. Shawshank Redemption! After you watch it about 20 times, it is. Well, it's like three hours long anyway. Shawshank Redemption! What are you doing? Shawshank Redemption! What? I don't understand. Shawshank Redemption! He's been to it too when he's like, oh. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. He's like, Chicago. Chicago. Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption! Anyhow. So you've got a series challenge you'd like to throw down for me between now and the next goal. Okay. To watch the whole series or just Whoa, to kind of start watching it? No, let's it? start. Let's make installments. But okay. you go first. No, you go first. No, I want to hear yours. No, you. this was your idea. Did you, so not you come go up with first. One? I have one. You go first. Oh. You have to watch Friday Night Lights. Okay. Gauntlet. What if I don't like it? I don't care. That is a challenge. And you will love it. How much? Like, so... Is this one of those shows where it's like, let it get to the first, let it no, get to the second no, episode? No, Okay. All right. By the end of the first one, you will be like, okay, starting 102. And that's on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Instant watch. All right. Derek, you have to watch Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Is that the, the kids one? It's an animated series. It's, Is that the one where they're little, though? No, uh-uh. That's the superhero squad. This, okay. is, this is Avengers Earth's Mighty Series. It's a newer one. Don't do Avengers Disney, from the 90s. Disney XD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, don't they? I, yeah. I can TV But it's that. on Netflix. Oh, I can Netflix that. Yeah. So. How many of them are there? Not many. Not many like, yet. Like how many? Maybe a season or two's worth. Okay. Maybe a season's worth. Well, that so, doesn't seem fair. Am I it's, hitting you hard there? It's not fair because it's such an incredible cartoon. Because you got about 78 episodes. That's fine. Through. We don't have to watch the whole thing by but, next time. But, but I'm just, Friday Night Lights is done. But now you will understand Tim Riggins of Mars. Okay. Well, I'll check that and out. And Tim Riggins on Battleship. Okay. And Landry on Battleship. All right. So next time we respond to the series challenge and we'll see who gave you who the better. Oh, I definitely gave you the better. I don't know. Uh <laughs> You're going to, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get I'm I don't know how, but I'm, I'm going to get, get you. you. So, uh, and before we wrap things up with round three and, and kind of close shop down, Derek. <clears throat> yeah, we're almost oh, done. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Well, we've been going at That's it for an sad. hour and a half. we got to keep it going. Well, the last few episodes have been two, two plus Derek, hours. B- right. In between us talking and what's about to happen, we'll go. If there's something outside my window, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to leave. I'm re- <laughs> you can just have the clothes. <laughs> Um, uh, not just a few days after the last. If, if I had been you just then, I would have challenged me to go back to Clone Wars. Well, I was thinking about that, but they're not on Netflix. Well, then I'd have to go buy them. Right, and I don't want you to have to do that. Well, I appreciate that. So I'm just trying to look out yeah, for I, you. I, like I've said, I, I my last stroll with Clone Wars was, I guess, end of season two. Mm-hmm. Not for any other reason than I just forgot to record them. Yeah. Well, no, they they gathered up so much on TV at one point. It just got like, to be overwhelming. Uh, yeah. yeah. I tell you, you should there's like twenty seven episode seasons in that, aren't there? Twenty two. They're twenty two episode 22? seasons. Okay. Yeah. Um 
anyhow, Derek, after not just a couple of days after the last when we last recorded, because we recorded on uh, Leap Day, I believe, uh, last time we recorded. We did. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the 28th. And 28th we over, over into the, the 29th. 29th. Um, but it's a few days later, uh, Ralph McQuarrie passed away. And um, being a Star Wars fan, especially, and, and the Star Wars fan that I am, uh, I didn't want us to not mention this, not talk a little bit about yeah. him. Um, you know, not that I can do much justice. I'm not a Ralph McQuarrie expert by any stretch of the imagination. But he had, <laughs> Jimmy and Georgia, we're talking about, we're getting serious now, and you're trying to bring up Cop Rock? Come on. I challenge you to Cop Rock! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, but Ralph McQuarrie passed away, and, and, um, and just being such a huge fan of, of Star Wars and so much else that I never realized that he had had an influence on uh, during the 70s and 80s and with his art and that sort of thing. Um, it just only seems fitting to spend a little bit of time talking about the, the man, his work, and all, and all the stuff that he was involved in. How were you? Do you remember how you were first introduced to Ralph McQuarrie? I have one of those art books mm-hmm. that's a collective, and I was telling you, I've got a print, too, of Vader and Luke from Empire um, framed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's one of those that you just look at it and you know it's him. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what it was or what installment it was or anything, you always knew. Something I did not know I was telling you today, I did not know until after he passed the other day that he was actually in Empire Yes, walking by in a scene with a sketchbook in his hand, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that floating around the internet a lot that in the the days after he passed. But um, Star Wars would not be what it is without a lot of his work. Oh, I, definitely. I mean, I think you've got George Lucas who wrote it, came up with the ideas, but it was Ralph McQuarrie who took the ideas that Lucas had and and brought them to life. In mm-hmm. fact, it was. It was his paintings and stuff that George brought into the pitch meetings uh, to get this movie pitched and sold and, and, and able to and, you know get financing for it. Um, it was those paintings that, that caused him to be able to do that uh, because there was a vision behind what he was trying to do. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that Macquarie did is he did matte paintings um, for the actual films, for the original films. Um, With the scene where he walks by, that's actually one of his. Yes, back one of his. Ma- yeah, mm-hmm. in, on Hoth. Yep, on Hoth. He did, and this is what always blew my mind. This is the first time I'd ever heard the name Ralph McQuarrie. Uh, well, that I recognized it, and that I that I paid attention. They were showing Star Wars on CBS. It was like some anniversary showing, and um, they beforehand they had like a making of kind of documentary that Mark Hamill hosted. No, after they had a making of thing that Mark Hamill hosted. Free wreck. Um. Pre what? Wreck. Pre wreck. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. This was, this was like when Jedi had come out and Post everything. Wreck. Yeah, or was getting ready to come out. And uh, <clears throat> uh but there, like I'm an idiot. No, the uh, I didn't know what you're talking about. The, Face in the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but the scene where Obi Wan is is going to turn off the tractor beam in mm. Star Wars, you know, and he's standing over that huge, huge gaping hole, that huge pit. Um, you know, they show how that was done and it was a matte painting mm-hmm. underneath him. And it's like, I just remember being so blown away because of it looked like it looked real. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't, that didn't look like a painting. That looks mm-hmm. like real live 
you know, stuff that's going on. And I was just blown away. But it was Ralph McQuarrie who did those kinds of things for them. And, and um, just the talent that the man had. But the way I was really, and, I, and again, this is one of those things that I didn't realize until I got older, the Empire Strikes Back card set, uh, the trading card set, for some reason, I just use. I've got hundreds of those things, you know, that I used to just carry around with me as I was a kid. I'd carry around the Empire Strikes Back cards, and there was a set. There was a subset in in the in, in the in the first series of art of concept art uh, by Ralph McQuarrie, mm-hmm. and there was Luke on Dagobah. There was shots of Cloud City. There was a land speeder fighting the uh, the, the Adats, that sort of thing, and. Looked like it was just, and I always thought being a kid. Yeah, I'm sorry, snow speeder. I always thought being a kid, and not That's first two, right? Mm-hmm. Bam. <laughs> and not, nineteen years been doing this, <laughs> and uh, hmm. that's and way, that's inside. way inside. Sorry, way everybody. Inside. The uh, but I always thought it was someone they'd hired to paint scenes from the movie. Yeah, you know, which I guess in a way they did, but he painted them before they ever happened. McQuarrie is the reason the the Hoth Rebel base looks like it did because it was his idea to to imagine that they'd basically just gone in the ice and blasted these hallways out with lasers yeah and, and stuff and so that that takes place the the design of Darth Vader Ralph McQuarrie I've got two books that are like sketchbooks from Empire and Return of the that Jedi that must be what I have yeah and uh, and it's, it's Empire because it's got a lot of Hoth in it yeah yeah um, but to flip through and see the designs build, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like the notes from George, make this look this, make look this this. And and it's just always been fascinating to me. But to me, one of the biggest things that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen as far as Ralph McQuarrie stuff goes is at Celebration Five they had a Ralph McQuarrie exhibit. And they actually had pieces that they had found of his when they were cleaning out his garage. And um and it was just sketches. It was stuff like he'd sketched out on, he'd have a piece of paper and there'd be a little stamp size sketch where he just did it for scale and then he blew it up, you know, on the same piece of paper. You just And it was just like the detail that he put into just sketching yeah. was just phenomenal. Just blew my mind. And then as I'm walking up and down the aisles and I'm seeing all this stuff from Star Wars, different things we've never seen, and there's some iconic stuff from Star Wars. Um, that that if you see it, you'll know you've seen it. But it's you know you'll say, oh yeah, I've seen it before. It's Ralph McQuarrie. But then as I'm rounding the corner, I'm kind of coming to the end of the last little aisle, and there, staring me in the face, is the the Bible picture from Raiders of the Lost Ark mm. with the Ark of the Covenant and everything. Where are those lines coming out of? You know, that's the power of God. You know, Ralph McQuarrie did that and I never realized that until mm-hmm. Celebration 5 two years ago and it was just amazing to see the work that this man had done you gotta and, tell that story differently because I expected <clears throat> to be standing there oh the no you were building up to no, that no I, I mean to me though that it, it was just weird because I looked like, at it and there he was well no I looked at it and I was just surprised yeah because it's like it was the biggest thing there because everything else like I say was just sketches and stuff and this was like one of the biggest pieces there and and it just it caught me off guard. I'm like, what is this? And I didn't even I didn't read the 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 plaque that was there with mm-hmm. you know to explain. That. I was just kind of looking at it like, this looks what is this? This looks for, <gasps> this is from I never knew he did that. I thought they just found some Bible with that picture in it, you know. And I was just kind of blown away. He it was painted, just a moment where I was blown away. He painted Vico. He paint did he paint no, Vico? Oh, oh you almost had me so excited. Oh no, There's not get face. Vigo out of the window. Ugly carpet. He's Vigo. He's Vigo. 
But for me... Everything you are doing is bad. Yes. I just want you to know this. But for me, when it comes to art like that, there are two people that just are kind of just integral to my formative years as, you know, a movie fan, as a geek or whatever. Ralph McQuarrie's one, Drew Struzan the other. You know, Drew Struzan responsible for so many... Um, movie posters Mm -hmm. and stuff you know from the Indiana Jones stuff Back to the Future um, Star Wars of course just so much and um, but but Macquarie ladies and gentlemen K.K. Jordan has joined us by the way Um, she's the face in the window (laughs) Um, but uh, uh, Adrian Suarez asked do you know why he never did the prequels well by the time the prequels came around it wasn't that Macquarie was in bad health failing he just yeah he'd retired i guess and um but i know that george went back to some of his designs for stuff you know you 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 get to stuff like kashik in episode three you get to um some of the stuff with coruscant and all you know but uh i can't think of the guy's name doug chang i think is the guy who's been the primary uh conceptual artist yeah with, money for museums the, <laughs> is uh is um <laughs> well but i think he's the one that's done the conceptual art mostly uh or he's headed up the team you know now there's a team when when lucas first started with these movies he could only afford to pay this one guy you know and now he's got a team and so he goes through this this room full of all these people that are collaborating on this stuff and uh you know he rejects or accepts or sets it aside for later if you watch the clone wars there's a lot of like old macquarie stuff that they pick back up and put into the clone wars a lot of times with their designs and everything so the work that ralph macquarie did isn't done isn't through you know it's just being used in different ways now macquarie's responsible for the design of boba fett you know and so you can't you got to stop that bit. So <laughs> talk, you know, talk about, it. I mean, is that, I don't know with you. I don't really know because we've never really talked too much about that kind of stuff with star Wars. Cause I always try not to talk star Wars with people because I'll really, I'll do I'm what happened. People. I'll do what happened at the restaurant last night. I'll just start going. Look, it's diarrhea that was of the one mouth. of the best dinners I've ever had in a long time. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, no, I. Well, you know we can always talk. That's how we got into that in sixty years when they reboot it. Yeah, yeah. What what changes are they going to make that oh, are going to tick people off? Ad ants will fly. Because you looked at me like you had never thought about that before. Well, why would I think of that? Well, I just want you to prepare yourself. Well, you prepare yourself, Superman reboot. But that's what it spawned out of. We yeah, that's right. About. We were talking about the Superman reboot. Um. I forgot where we were going now. I'm, I'm asking you, what was your deal? How, what, what's your deal, Derek? That's what it's I'm asking. I'm asking, what's window. your deal? That's what my deal is. Is money for museum? Is money? Is money for is museum? Is money for museum? <laughs> yes, Borat. It costs to get in the Elvis Museum. What is my deal with what? Does it cost money to get in the Elvis Museum? I don't know. I've never oh. been there. But today was the only day I've ever been well, there. Well, why didn't we go life? in? Because you were like... You've lived in Tupelo your entire life and you've never on. been to the Elvis moving Museum. On. Ralph McQuarrie. Talk to me about Ralph McQuarrie. Amazing. That's all you got to say? Well, I mean, you've, we've sat more. here and vamped on it. I've uh, sat here and I feel like you're not saying I anything. I started off... Star Wars would not be what it was without Ralph McQuarrie. That's true. You did say that. And I did not know he was in the cameo. Yeah. Is that the only thing that. he's in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, They've made a figure book. of him. I've got a I've, figure. Oh! <gasps> 
you know, Ralph McQuarrie. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did th- for the 30th anniversary line. They they did him. And um did not know that. Yep. Yep, very neat. And uh so Well, I mean, it's just cool to think what was done with blue screen and oh, and yeah. stuff back then. Well, that <laughs> goes back to that movie magic, Derek. Yeah, we you don't like to talk about. No, I don't want to. I just feel like we hit a wall with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to turn this turn into the movie match. I understand. Podcast. I understand. Because we spent thirty minutes on wrestling. The man behind the window, the Hunger Games. Derek loves the Hunger Games. I hate the Hunger Games. <laughs> hate <laughs> the Hunger Games almost oh. as much as Steve hates the Dark Knight. I do hate the Dark Knight. He does hate the Dark. I Knight. love the Dark Knight. He he. Mm. <clears throat> He hates the Dark Knight. This from Stone. We're going back to the socials chat for a second. Anyhow, rest in peace, Ralph McQuarrie. Um, his influence was huge in Star Wars, and and you know, and so for me as a fan and a passionate fan that I am, it it's a huge influence on. Please don't talk about the Superman. On me, I'm not going to talk about the Superman. No, it's just. Oh yeah. Uh, we it, should make that reference in a minute too. Yes. So, um, how we got on that today, indeed. So, uh, real quick, going back to the uh, to the social stream here, uh, on a mountain of skulls, this is from Stone Gorgon in the window behind Derek and Steve. Now is the season of evil. KK Jordan is here. <laughs> everything you are doing is wrong. Everything I just want you to know that is bad. I just want you to know just everything you're doing is Vigo. Is <laughs> You were like flies buzzing before him. Uh, um, DM Lee Rad says, "Keep talking Star Wars, Steve. I could talk Star Wars all night. You get me started why don't on something." You have a Star Wars podcast. Uh, the the Force Cast does that. Does it so well? There's no sense in me doing a Star Wars podcast. Okay. So, you know. Um, I tell you what. Hey, I tell you what is okay. 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 You cost money. You pay money to get to the Elvis Museum. <laughs> um, the Upper Vest Side. Haiti said, "Don't talk about." Superman reboot. Mm-hmm. The reason we got on that today is we were in the car mm-hmm. and shuffled on the iPod was the Superman theme. And I said, Look, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Lawrence Fishburne, I can get all behind it. I love it. I have mm-hmm. no problems with the suit, have no problems with the casting choices. Michael Shannon Zod, I think, is inspired. So excited for the Superman new installment. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be so depressing to not hear that music. It is going to be different. And, and that's where I said to you, and I'll just repeat what I said because I can't, uh, that. I think that whoever, whatever situation with the music takes place, it's a it's a no win situation. Yeah. Because if you use the John Williams stuff, you're not separating yourself the way they want to from the original movies. And if you don't use the John Williams stuff, nothing can. I don't think anything can stand up to that theme. I mean, the Lois and Clark theme doesn't. The super. I love the Lois and Clark theme. Superman the animated series. I love that theme, but it doesn't stand up to John Williams. You know, uh, the classic. I heard someone someone had a CD or something that had like the the old George Reeves theme yeah, yeah. done by like a full orchestra. Never heard that. Really cool, by the way. Very cool. Um, uh, it's probably some of Bailey's stuff that he had. The professor. The professor. Michael Bailey. Marianne. So, uh, so um, hey Derek, have you purchased your copy of the Muppets yet? You have. I, have I, I ended up with a couple of copies of it. I haven't. I got yet. one to review. Reviewed it on geekoutonline.com, the official website. There is a review up at geekoutonline.com. Geek Out Loud, the podcast, <coughs> the website. Well, Derek, um, but, oh, uh, sorry, see, everybody. I told you we do that. Well, shut up. 
That's not nice. Is I'm going to feed you to the face in the mirror window. Oh, Lord. We don't talk like that, do we, Derek? Um, let me stop that. Let me oh, this. Are you playing music? Again? We're about to. We're about to get into round three. Derek. I don't have the wheel. We don't need the wheel. You shattered we everybody's don't entire universe because they thought there was a big wheel in here. That's what. That's what the face in the window was. It's the big wheel. It's the big wheel. Let's uh, let's jump into some round three action. Let's do uh, let's do some round three, Derek. This is of course. There were so many good ones. There were a ton of good ones. I picked out three. You so. didn't. Uh, you didn't pick out the Rocky one. No, I didn't. And the I Rocky didn't pick out the Rocky one, one because well, we maybe we'll do some honorable mentions, Derek. You wanted to be on for another forty-five minutes, so. Well, you're here, um, right? I know. I'm not. I, and look, as soon as we end, we have to deal with that. <laughs> Keep For those going. who were listening to the audio version, he pointed to the window. <laughs> There's no face in the whole oh, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> we, hey, I will tell you this: this weekend, I was I was hanging out with Jeff, and and whenever I meet people, I'm Derek. Right, but I'm saying before I got here, I was hanging out with Jeff, and I'm Derek. <laughs> right. Um, and when I meet people from that know me from the podcast and stuff. You know, I always kind of let them lead the geek conversations off. You know, I let them start them up, you know, and then I'll go with them wherever they want to go. Just because, I mean, are you that way? Like back in the day with you, did you just like kind of let well, people... Well, I don't know, you made fun of me last night because we were at dinner with a group of people. And you were like, you didn't tell them about shoe, and like I've known these people I, for years. Right, I don't like, believe you couldn't tell them about shoe, or I couldn't believe you didn't tell them about. Well, shoe. anyway, moving on. Anyhow, well, so, I just remember the time we met, and I was like, you know, do stuff, <laughs> <laughs> entertain me, um, make me laugh for two years. Come now, on, do it live. Do it now. We'll do it live. Um, but anyhow, we were talking out in the parking lot, and we were talking, you know, about youth ministry and stuff, and and I was talking about what was going on in my head while I was speaking to his kids because we, we'd started late, the schedule had gotten off and I looked down at the clock and I realized how late we were. And I said, I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my Lanta, they're going to hate me because we're so late. And Jeff goes, I got an old my Lanta in the parking lot. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. But anyhow, he's pay for all my Lanta. He's pay for all my Lanta. Um, he's money. This comes he's from good. people's is people's. This comes from That'll Show Em on the Twitter, at That'll Show Em. Uh, a captain you would gladly serve under given any opportunity, time travel, alternate universe, etc. Captain Stephen E. Lawson. Mm, oh, Captain, my captain. Oh. She hashtagged it, oh, Captain, my captain. So, no. <laughs> Derek doing the oh, po Dead Poet Society, standing up in the chair, not quite the desk. <laughs> you can... Come bring it down. I'm afraid. Bring what, it on down. What if the guy in the window gets me? What if he just reached through and grabbed your ah! legs right now? Well, it does bear to mention that we're on the second floor, so that makes that okay. face that much creepier. Um, that took a lot of effort. I don't I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't serve under Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Jack, Jack Hart, Hartness? Hartness? No, I, I don't really like him. He kind of gets Reynolds? on my nerves. Who's Malcolm Reynolds? Firefly? Mm, no, he's too shady. He wants to be Han Solo. Captain... Uh... Captain Kirk? I would serve under Captain Crunch. Well, there that is. I would serve under Tim Riggins. Hmm. Of Mars. And on Battleship. <laughs> and apparently Friday Night Lights. So, 
which Steve will begin watching. Post haste. Post haste. That means now. Mm, that means quickly. <laughs> um, forthwith. <laughs> means now. Uh, this Derek, this was really interesting to me because this is the spirit of Geek Out Loud. Kim wants to talk about how how the John Carter movie is bad. I think Kim showed up late. Kim, you did show maybe up. Maybe if she wasn't hanging around outside the window. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Kim, uh, someone says Jack Sparrow. Well, no, I don't want to. No, I'm not serving no. under Jack Sparrow. Um, Captain Ale. <laughs> Reporting for duty. Away! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went by that a few times. Uh, Captain America. When Captain America throws his mighty shield. Um, Captain Squishy Pants. Who's Captain Squishy I don't know. Pants? MC Sherpa said something given to that. I was so, saying MC Sherpa. Was but this Captain one from Sherpa. at Batman Drake goes right into the heart of what Geek Out Loud's you all totally about. Look, oh, Captain Crunch. Your favorite Batmobile? Who? At Batman Drake. Whoa. On the Twitter. Whoa. Favorite Batmobile. The Tumblr is... This is the spirit of round three and Geek Out Loud, like, rolled into one. And and to this I say, let's turn our chairs and face each other and forget these people. (laughs) Well, there's not enough room. Okay. Hi. Um, So the Tumblr is the Tumblr. The Tumblr is the Tumblr. So you don't call the Tumblr the Batmobile. I don't. Hmm. But it's a little bit of gray area because they do call the the motorcycle within the Bat Pod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alfred mm-hmm. even calls it the Bat Pod. Yeah. They're, you know, they, everything right. else they refer to You'd be the taking Tumblr. the Bat Pod, sir. <clears throat> the Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Um, Much more subtle. You hate that movie. I love that movie. You hate that movie. You hate, you love the Hunger Games. I love the Hunger Games and you hate Dark Knight. Right. Um, so you've got... Okay, we'll write off Batman and Robin and Forever. Yeah. Although, oh my gosh. Although, when, when Forever came out, I was a kid, and yeah. I loved that Did thing. you really? I did. See, I did not. But now that I have grown up, I wasn't a kid. I was 97? No, that was 95, Bo. Why anyway. did I just go into lizard lick towing mode there? Why did I just call you Bo? Have you watched lizard lick towing, by the way? I have not. Oh, my land. It's these guys from South Carolina. It's all scripted and stuff because... They're reenacting like you're really hitting that thing. Well, it I'm freaks me. I feel out. like it needs to be close. They're reenacting repos that they do. They're repo service in Lizard Lick, South or North Carolina, and the dude's always like, "Bo, let me tell you something, Bo." And he's not talking to anyone named Bo. He just calls him Bo. But anyhow, um, '95 is when that came out. '95, '96 years because I was in college. It's really. Yeah, it was my first year of college, and I went to the movie theater, and it was packed with people, and we all cheered for. Nicole Kidman, so Chris O'Donnell's Ro- name came so, up, and all the girls screamed. So did Batman and Robin come out in '97? No, yeah, Batman and Robin came out in '97. Man, yeah. Okay, so I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I I had a model car of mm-hmm. the Batmobile. Um, I loved it when when Chris O'Donnell was driving it, and it's the the tail splits open. Yeah, you thought that that captured your imagination for some reason. Wow. Can I turn back this way? I had my cup up there. Can I turn you back? See it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did see it. Can I turn uh, back? This you can't. Um, you. let's do that. Um, to me, it's either going to go Batman and Batman Returns, but I have a special place in my heart for the animated series Batmobile. The animated series Batmobile is very cool. It is very cool. But I can't think of any... It's very retro. No, like... I mean, you can go any Batmobile. Super Friends Batmobile, Scooby-Doo Batmobile, um, the, the old, old serials, the old, old serials Batmobile, any Batmobile from the comics necessarily that you can think of. What's yeah. your favorite? Um, 
I mean, I like I still like Batman Forever better than I do Batman Returns. Oh, so me too. We're in agreement on that. Yeah, much agreement on that. Returns is just it's so bad. It's just not good. It's it's just not good. Um, I mean, it's not stupid. I just don't at all like Batman Robin, but it's just I feel wrong when I watch it. Hello, hi. I just want to take a moment now to speak to the ladies. This is how round my face really is. Anyhow, um, yeah, Batman and Batman. I like the Kim said Batman Forever was rad as a kid. It was rad. It was Batman. I like because Robin to just, shows up and you haven't as had an, that as an adult. I like Batman Forever better. I like Batman Returns. Oh, I do too. Still to this it's day, just, yeah. You know, it it didn't go too over the top. And I recognized, you know, I wasn't a big movie buff at that point, but I recognized something was wrong. Murph Dog says TV Adam West, and I, I don't know how. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I was that's, that's what I was about classic. to say. That's the, uh, classic. That the classic. Everything's like the bat phone, the bat button, the bat jackpot. Yeah, I think that's a. <laughs> <laughs> you pay money for Batmobile. You pay money. You mo- pay money for Batmobile. Is money for Batmobile? Is money for Batmobile? Um, is disco? Yeah, I like the Adam West Batmobile, but honestly, for me, turbine engines. I go to <sighs> turbines of speed. Um, Roger, ready to roll out. I go to uh, either the Tim Burton Batman Batman Returns Batmobile. There's just something about that reveal mm-hmm. in that movie when mm-hmm. you see it. And yeah, it has been, and it, it it transcends all these other installments because it's still very iconic. Mm-hmm. And I think Adam West has that about yeah, it has as that well. iconic, but not, Keaton's really does. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing is I just I, I always kind of dug that one, even though it, it makes no sense aerodynamically or, or vehicularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like when it turned into the missile and all. No, that I didn't stuff. like that either. But um, so yeah, I like that one. And then I think that, but when I think Batmobile, my mind immediately goes to that blue tinted one that's a little bit of a convertible kind of thing with the bat face on the front of yeah, it. Yeah, sorta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from the comics, Just or whatever. The head. It's yeah, not really mm-hmm. a face. Right. Yeah, I know which one you're talking so, about. That one's pretty mm-hmm. cool too. So it's sleek. Uh, finally, Derek, for round three section, this comes from at Kent underscore Graham on the Twitter. Christopher Reeve Superman or Kevin Conroy's Batman. Who would I rather date, or what are we doing here? Which one has the stamp more? Which one has their? I mean, who has more invested on that? I mean, I don't know the two particular characters. I'm just what I guess. Which one is more iconic? Let's go with you. We'll go that way. Yeah. Good, because I didn't know who was going to pick for the dating thing. Um, I got weird quick. Um. Batman Forever was so much better than Batman Begins. We'll get back to that. Um, did you hear that? Are you listening to me? I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Did you process that? I was. Yeah, I was going okay. to make sure that I, you the, think. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit this. You can argue that that <sighs> Kevin's been doing it longer. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, been doing it. Has done it longer. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Kim said, I was poor. I had to sharpie up I my Barbie that. Corvette. Yeah, that's good. Um, Christopher Reeve. Okay. Because not only 
is it the face? Not only is it the voice, not only do you cast somebody else in a younger role as that person and they dub over his voice, mm-hmm. it, it hits on every level. Christopher Reeve, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... All, all Kevin's got going for him... Is that it, voice. It, and Batman is the voice, which he mm-hmm. does. It. And granted, he has transcended uh, video games, movies, mm-hmm. TV show. He's, he's done a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Reeve pulls off the more iconic Superman than Kevin pulls off the more iconic Batman. He, I mean, Kevin Conroy does an incredible. You know, I, I think I think it's kind of unfair to put those two because because of the Christopher Reeve live action. Now, if you went with um, Kevin Conroy's Batman versus uh, Tim Daly Superman, Tim Daly Superman, Kevin Conroy, yeah, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah. Even though I I love Tim Daly Superman, um, Conroy's done more. You 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 see that Batman and you hear that voice. Mm-hmm. Wow! What? Look at him. I never thought. Yeah, he looks like he'd make a great Joker or a Riddler. Yeah, yeah. You know, good night. What a weird looking Joker. Um, no pun intended. No pun intended. But uh, but yeah, Kevin Kevin Conroy's voice for Batman, incredible. Tim Daly, but I love Tim Daly Superman so much. Um, but Christopher Reeve is Superman. I'm like you because he was on video, because he was on film doing it. The the way he carried himself. When you were a kid. Oh my Lanta, was I a kid? Yeah. Just watching that. Well, same well thing you know, to me. this day. I mean, I was a kid when the animated series premiered, but mm-hmm. I had already seen the Superman films by the time the animated yeah, series well, premiered. I I was a teenager in high school when the animated series premiered. But to this day, I'm just saying. I know. To this day. When I'm watching Superman the movie, and I'm watching with someone who's never seen it, or even someone who just hadn't seen it in a long time, when he flies away after the, can you read my mind? Do you know what it is I'm thinking of? Um, When he flies away from that, and then she walks to the door, and Clark's standing there, and she walks off screen to go get her coat, and he takes his glasses off and straightens up, Mm -hmm. like he's getting ready to tell her. Mm -hmm. I look at everyone, I'm like, you can totally in this moment, Christopher Reeve shows everybody why well, Clark Kent the, can disguise um, can be dis- why Superman can be disguised as Clark Kent. And no one see it. What was the um, which does not make it sexist? Um, as we talked about earlier, um, is it a screen test where they originally were going to do the reveal when it was when when he was doing part two and, and part she one. shoots him and it's a blank. Yeah, and and and. It's on the DVDs, mm-hmm. or at least it's on the Blu-ray. It's on the sure Donner on cut. One. Is it? Yeah, it's in the Donner cut that way. And 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 even more so in that one when he does the whole, you know, and just oh well, when he actually you know, I mean, does the reveal in Superman I mean, two he, in the he does the whole cut, pu- he does the whole push up, and then yeah. within a second later, it's you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's this whole posture mm-hmm. and. Well, he does that. In, he does that in the Lester cut. He does that in the theatrical version of. But it's of not Superman the same two. take. It's not the one. No, I, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Take, sure, talking about. I know what you're talking about. But he, uh, KK Jordan says it's always Chris, the answer is always Christopher Reeve. Adrian Suarez says Christopher Reeve Superman. Dumb blonde Reeves was his perfect Superman. C Dizzle Fizzle. Kim speaks the truth. Rebecca eighty one ninety four. Love Christopher Reeves. Mm, sorry, Rebecca. It's Christopher Reeve, right? Mm-hmm. George Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Um, and. Uh, George Newbern versus Tim Daly, Superman voices. Who was George Newbern? George Newbern did. 
Well, no, no, that was that was Tim Daly. What did George Newbern do? I don't know. Who is George Newbern? Oh, he was in the Justice League. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I forget that Tim did. Mm-hmm. Was it just Unlimited or was it both? Uh, let's what, just Justice League. It looks like just Justice League. Because I think Tim came back for Unlimited, didn't he? I don't remember. I I don't like Justice League series that much. Really? We've had that conversation Really? Before. It's not my favorite. Hmm. Especially Unlimited. What? I don't care about all those other second-rate ones that they bring in. And... I don't either. Hey, but look, Tim Riggins and Mars. Tim Riggins and Mars. I don't either care about all the all the second two and I characters. Hate that show right there. What show? That one. Oh, okay. I don't hate it. I just couldn't get through like the second you, episode. Here's the thing about Justice League Unlimited. I'm not going to let you get me off on this. The overarching stories of both seasons. I've watched all of them. We're so good. I know you have. I'm not trying to get you to watch it. The whole Justice League versus almost the Legion of Doom. You know the Brainiac thing. Then Dark Side coming in. And that whole scene with Superman versus Darkseid, even though I don't like... Duffy wrote. Yeah, it was so good. I know. So good. There's just a lot of crap in there. I know that overall, I know that, you know, there's some of those things, some of those different episodes that aren't that great, but the overall story arcs were so good that it makes it worth it to me. I love it. I enjoyed it. Nah. I enjoyed seeing the the Legion of Doom. I enjoyed all this. Speaking of Legion of Doom, Bring me Challenge of the Super Friends. Oh, indeed. Bring me Challenge of the Super Friends any day of the week. Speaking of Legion of Doom, Justice League Doom. Have you seen it yet? Yes. Loved it. It was awesome. Loved it. It was so good. Loved it. So good. So good. So good. I mean, I just, there's that's all I can say even about it. Even the face of the witness said, is it, so good. Even the face of the witness was like, so good. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, there is no Justice League doom. <laughs> only so. Um, <coughs> That's why I'm not making that from. Tonight. I mean, I love when they go to the swamp, you know, and the oh, and yeah. the thing rises up out, and it is the whole Hall of Doom, yeah. and um, meanwhile, the the way they save Earth, and it's just Superman, you know, doing his thing, going after the missiles, and oh, it was just so good, Buffy so did good. That first, Buffy did it first. Buffy, Buffy, Buffy did it first. Buffy. Buffer. Well, I want to. So, I want to visit the Rocky thing. Okay, someone. I don't said, know. I remember who it was now, but somebody said what was the best Rocky film, and I, I want your breakdown. The best Superman took flight on, I guess May thirteenth, two thousand eleven. Huh. Thirteen. The best 11? Superman took flight on. Maybe that's supposed to be eleven. That's, 5, that's European. Five thirteen. That'd be Tom Welling. Oh, May thirteenth, two thousand eleven. That's right. That's when that happened, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Last time we were together. Ah, uh, Sue Farquhar. Is she related to Lord Farquhar of the Shrek movies? <laughs> he's compensating. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's compensating for something, Donkey. Uh? All right. Uh, let me see who did. It might have been Kind King who said it's that. A long way back. Favorite Rocky movie. Go ahead, Derek. What do you got to say about it? I'll... No, I really, I want that for you. Derek, I'm not going to have this long drawn out uh, philosophy and and seminar and 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 course notes and is money for Rocky? I'm not going to have all that like you're going to have. I'm just going to have it straight up. We'll go ahead and give you straight up over answer. the top. 
Mm. Over the top's the best Rocky movie. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I don't appreciate that one bit. Rocky 3.5. That's not nice. Or 4.5. That's not nice. Where did that come out? I don't appreciate that one I bit. think it. I think you do. I don't it, like over you. Over the top is... Mm. Well, the top to the, to the truck. I th- you like Over the Top, don't you? You know, I've never seen it. It's Mario Lopez. A.C. Slater asks us about... The best Rocky movie. We're going to visit that in a minute, because okay. first I want to hit this point where you haven't seen Over the Top. I've not seen it all the way through. So you don't even get I, this. I do get that, because you I know that's what this. he does when he goes to arm wrestle. I know that. But I've seen the end. How have you not seen Over little the boy. Top? I just never have. Oh, my God. I just never have. And that's so. totally different than Shawshank. Mm-mm. Shawshank? Mm-mm. Shawshank? Mm-mm. Over the Top. Mm-mm. Because it went over the top of Shawshank. A lot of people are saying Rocky Four in the old uh, social stream. Whoa! A lot of people are going Rocky Four. They want their Dolph. If he dies, he dies. Wow! Use money for die. Use money for die. <laughs> you think you Americans are so good, and we are so very bad. You think you are so great, and we are so not great. My husband fear for his life. I love it in Rocky Four. Then do do his Rocky speeds. The, you know, if we can get you know, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, we're gonna. Not a lot of people, a lot of things changed. The way I changed about use, or the way you felt about me, the way I felt about use. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if I can change, nilavablaxibla. And you can change. Hints of a blasivla. Everybody can change. Hints of a blasivla. You will take me to the top of now. <laughs> I take it to the top of now. Is money for job? Yeah, one on Did you see that video I sent you with that guy? Mm-mm. I emailed it to you. It was this, the same guy voiced Akbar that voiced. Biblical oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see and, that. And how mm-hmm. great! I don't know what yeah, that he was talked from. About that. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't seen Over the Top. Mm, no, okay, I'm sorry. so Rocky. Um, I, I can't get mad at Over the Top because you haven't even seen Smokey and the Bandit. So here's here's the thing about Rocky. Uh. Right. Okay. If there were no Star Wars in existence, wow. A lot of people saying four. Same four. I know. Wow. If he dies, he dies. I would have never thought that. Um. Here's the thing about Rocky. At least not in a mask. If there before. were no, if there were no Star Wars, Rocky would be my favorite movies of all time. The Rocky series would be my favorite okay. of all okay. time. I was like, where is he going? Um. This? Hands down, my second favorite movie series of all time, the Rocky series. Used to, I would tell you, Rocky Four was my favorite. That used to be, you know, one of my responsibilities. Although I didn't like it all that much because it didn't have the actual Rocky theme in it. Which one? Rocky Four. Okay. It opens with Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Uh, and it's it actually have a round three, round three, round Mm-mm. three, Mm-mm. round three. No. And hey, money. Vince Cicola does the music. It's pretty good. It's very eighties. Very. Um, and Rocky Six is very keyboardish. It's called Rocky Balboa. By the way. <sighs> That's a good okay, look, Peter Petrelli. Okay. Peter Petrelli. Let me just tell you this. I love Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. That was a good Even dang now movie. will bring a tear to my eye. That was a it. good dang movie. Rocky movie was amazing. Rocky movie was amazing. Rocky movie. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Mo- Rocky movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's money for he's, he's movie. He's money for Rocky movie. 
Um, Rocky Four was was fantastic, and I hate you so much. Buddy, don't get the I cannot music. talk tonight. Um, yes. <laughs> Rocky movie was good. Listen, I, I gotta say this. Uh, I say, I say, oh super, I say, Rocky Four used to be my favorite, and Kim says, "Well, you used to be right." <laughs> um, Rocky Four is really good. Rocky Three. To me, is is the one of the movie is, is the one of the Rocky movies that just gets you pumped more than any of the rest of them because because Rocky three because gets you pumped more than Rocky the fight at the end yes the Mr T fight and I'm I'm going to tell you why I'm going to tell you the why. legions of people who left that theater and ran home because they were so I understand. pumped up Listen, are yelling at you from their I understand. I'm not right saying now. Rocky Three is my favorite. I'm saying that I'm, that gets no, me. It doesn't matter if you say it's your favorite or not. You're not. Li- you've got to let me finish. You've got to let me finish. At Rocky Three, he's money to hate the Dark Knight. He's money Rocky. to hate. The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> he's money to like Hunger Games. Um, he's people. The fight with Mr. T. The fight with Clever Lang at the end of Rocky Three. It's the only one that they actually show all the rounds because it's only a three-round fight. And the way Rocky goes about it, he, he does the rope-a-dope thing. He gets T tired out. He gets Clever Lang tired out. And he's talking smack. And it's like, and he's getting hit on, he's getting hit on. And then when he starts to come back, I mean, it is a comeback. It's not like Rocky Two where they both go down because they're so tired and worn out. It's not like Rocky One where they fight to a draw and they're just kind of in the middle of the ring hitting each other. It's not even like I mean Rocky oh, Four is so close to that too, tonight. but it's just like he just boom, 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 and he just takes him down and it's just, oh, you know, and they're counting with him and Apollo's over there and he won one for Mickey and it's great, and it's awesome and and it's just moving the whole the story of Rocky from Rocky One to Rocky Balboa to me is, is one Rocky of the most movie? is is the <laughs> most. It's one of the greatest stories in cinema. It, it just is. It's not your typical underdog story. Each movie is not about a fight. Each movie is about the character of Rocky Balboa and the family that surrounds him. And in Rocky, the movie, to me, the first Rocky is the best just because of the Thank introduction you. to these characters. Thank you. The, the love story between he and Adrian just gets me. Because if you were about to pull out 80s Robot... No, 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 no. <laughs> The 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 love story between he and Adrian. And that's what I love about Rocky Balboa so much is it all comes back around to that. You know, what drives these movies is not the fight, it's the love. You know, it's the passion, it's the heart of this man. And the speech that he gives his kid on the street in Rocky Balboa, it's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's about how, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And it's like, you know, and I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm such a wuss because I can't take that many hits. You know, it's like I want to be like Rocky. I want to be able to. And then when he's in the ring with freaking Mason Dixon, he's like, "What'd you tell the kid? What'd you tell the kid? It's not how hard you can hit; it's how hard you can get hit. Get up." And that dun dun, and he just stands up, and it's amazing. I love it, love it, love it. And so I even, Rocky Three is the best fight to you it is it is the best fight to me yeah it, it, yes yeah yeah okay um but now listen don't get me wrong rocky four is a great fight him and the russian going at it 
There's so much on the line. And, and the th- well, the thing about that speech at the end is, is he's just told Adrian early on, I can't change, Adrian. People don't change. And when you get to the end, it's like, yeah, I changed. You changed. You know, there was a change here. And Mikhail Gorbachev stood up and applauded. And Vladimir Putin and all of them was up there just clapping for the man. And I, it was Rocky. And it, Rocky is changed amazing. He, Rocky changed the world. Stone Gorgon says, best Rocky movie, The Karate Kid. No, 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 no. Best Rocky movie is, is over the top. Um, but you, like me, love Rocky Five as well. I like Rocky Five. Yes, I do. Love Rocky Five. I like Rocky Five. Love Rocky Five. I like Rocky Five. Is money to love Rocky it's, Five? Because, because I feel like Rocky Five to me has the same problem that Superman Four has. They Photoshop ah. the same picture on again and again and again. No, the heart is there, but the execution. But listen, Rocky Five has one of the best moments in all six movies. Touch me and I'll sue. I don't have anything left. Touch me and I'll sue. Uh, yeah, sue me for what? Yeah, yeah. Um, only in America. And the his delivery. I'm sorry, uh, George Washington Duke's delivery of GD. You know, you know, I'm not a swear. You know, I'm not big on that, but. That delivery of that phrase that is so hated that by Christians. That is one of the best mo- moments in all six of those films. Yeah, so. it's touch me and I'll sue. Come on, punk. Touch me and I'll sue. And he just hits him. And yeah, the best part of that movie is get up. Yeah. Mickey loves you. The heart was there and the understanding of who this character was and what he desired for himself and Tommy Gunn. You know, um, the street fight at the end. Yo, Tommy, I didn't hear no bells, you know. And uh, and just to take him out, you know, and the kid was like, he stole my room. I never understood how the kid aged 20 years between each film, <laughs> meaning like between Rocky Two and Rocky Three. Of course, Rocky Three there was some time passed. Between Rocky Three, uh, It's like Rusty in the vacation movies. <laughs> yeah, between Rocky Three and Rocky Four, he's like suddenly, you know, oh, I'm sorry, between Rocky Four and Rocky Five, not only is he a whole different person, he's aged like seven years, yeah. you know. And then Peter Petrelli. So, and then Pete. Well, but that's you know that's real time yeah. down the road, but. Um. Yeah, it was it was good. I'm I'm going to marathon some Rocky movies myself now. So, um, you knew you you, you I did knew what I was doing. You knew what you were doing. I, that when I saw it, I was like, "Do you know how good a discussion that will be? Is money for Rocky? Discussion? Is is money for the Rocky is discussion? Money to talk uh, is Rocky films? Look, I, I tell you what is. He's people. He's fighting. He's heart. He's champion. People is his people. Okay. 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 Wrap up. Bye bye. Wrap up. Bye bye. <laughs> Is money to wrap up. Bye bye. You know, I never saw I, the stats. Is uh, how many joined us in the? Uh, I don't know. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight viewers up there. So. Well, we knew, um, and we do want to say tonight was the last. Tonight was the last media, live recording of Media Junkyard, media junkyard and mm-hmm. we did not want to. We tried to start kind of late so as to not step on their toes. Hopefully they ended. But we also, this was our only night to we be, together. be together. Mm-hmm. So we were hoping when we and started I just talking want, about this like four months and ago. And I want everyone to know, I want everyone to know that I struggled with this decision all afternoon long because I didn't want to step on those guys' toes. You're a witness. You're, <laughs> you're a witness. Is money for... Is money for money Media for Junkyard. For- uh, I'm but pretty those, sure that's Boston's <coughs> face in the window outside. Those guys, all the Rocky movies are indeed on Blu-ray. The the transfers are 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 pretty good. Bobo um, being the best. Yeah. Uh, 
but um, but yeah. Um, anywho, wrap up, bye bye. Yeah, just media junkyard. Congrats to those guys. They're wrapping up a a, a long, good, you know, stint of of some decent shows. We were on there a couple of times, and uh, appreciate them having on the, us on there. The times they had us on there, and we wish them all the best in their future endeavors. WWE fans, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so you can't see me. So, uh, with that, Derek, thank that. you for being such a great host this week. Uh, well, you know what? It has just been, uh, you know, 24 hours, not about a week, but it's been, it's been a great honor. And I think I'm just going to hide in your luggage tomorrow. Cause if this guy's truly outside the window, I'm, I'm sneaking I'm out. Abandoning I'm abandoning my family to go. I'm sneaking <laughs> out in the new big honking mobile and I running you. away. I hear um, you. But no, uh, uh, we're going to go watch a laser disc now. Yes, indeed. Bill and the Laser Disc Journey. I hear you. Just uh, the one that I have. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you being along with us. Those of you who joined us live, those of you who weren't able to join us live, that's fine. That's fine. Is money to join live? Is money to join live? Is, uh, it's uh, transitional. Is Well, it harkens back to that mess up I made up earlier with the, with the speaking. And the words. With the speech. In and, the, is people. And the words. Is people. Is people. So uh, let's see what we got here to go out with. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining us in the live chat. I want to thank you for uh, your your comments and stuff on the Twitter. So good. And uh, thank you <laughs> uh, to, to everyone for help. Just a couple of quick things. Remember, head over to tinyurl.com uh, slash kkjordan. Not 10 URL. Not 10 URL, but tinyurl.com forward slash KK Jordan. Donate to her walk for uh, Autism uh, Speaks um, in April being Autism Awareness Month. So make sure that you jump on that, guys. Help her out. Get to that goal. She's a little over $900 away from that. Um, you can email us at geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'll try to get your emails read on the show as much as we can. And our Twitter is twitter.com forward slash geek out loud. Uh, and we're on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geek out loud. So get in touch with us any of those ways. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. And uh, thanks for staying up late with us, those of, you, those of you who did. So with that, I'm Steve. I'm Sean. Wrap up, bye-bye. <laughs> Wrap up, bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. You we'll know see. who's outside the window? The real Sean Phillips. We better. We He's be been listening. It's like we don't want to end because when we do, that means we've got to go. Face we've got to go face him is. down. We have to go fight our mortal enemy in battle. And I'm Derek. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time on the next uh, Geek Out Loud. stop it now.